Hello and welcome to the Saladcast. Uh, it's the 29th of December and it's time for Game of the Year deliberations from Happy Salad. So, rather than the usual random, let's get stuck in, shall we? Rob is running the uh, um, categories this year, as usual. So as always. Let's break them out. All right. But first of all, let's just get the housekeeping out of the way. Yeah. Spoilers may occur. Well, yeah. We will attempt to avoid them. Not really. Maybe, yeah, <laughs> but not really. Unless it's something that we don't want to spoil for each other between the three of us. <laughs> well, yeah, here's the thing. We haven't actually sort of picked out, like, we could, we could choose to add categories like best character or best story or stuff like that if we really want to. And in which case, that will probably be massively spoilerific at that point. But until we decide to do that, we might avoid most of that. It'll be on the merits of gameplay. Uh, also, we can't play every game, so most of the deliberations will only include those games which we have actually played. General rule for us, I suppose. Um, but there may be times where we talk about various things like that are just known about games we haven't touched. Uh, so there. So to... Bring out the list of, like, here are the games we have played this year in full. Oh, don't uh, do that. <laughs> we don't do that. Why not? Like, it's, it's really, really unnecessary. Well, it's to remind, like, well, not to remind Dan <laughs> <laughs> what we've all been playing, what's on the list. So we can That's fine. You can add, just mention add, them if for categories, uh, I suppose, right? Okay. That's why I have my own list anyway. So when you're saying a category that might not have stuff in it, I could be looking at my list and seeing what might go into it. Because I'm never going to remember them, even if you say them now. <laughs> We've probably spent as much time arguing about this as it would have done for me to just bloody do it. <laughs> I don't think so. It's quite a long list, surprisingly. I didn't think it was going to be as long as it was, really. Yeah, we did We did pretty good this year in terms of covering stuff. Uh, Amplitude, Battlefield 1, Civilization 6, <laughs> Day of the Tentacle Remastered, Doom, Enter the Gungeon, Firewatch, Mitobo, Mirror's Age Catalyst, No Man's Sky, Overcooked, Overwatch, Owlboy, Planet Coaster, Pokemon Go, Pokemon Picross, Project High Rise, Quantum Break, Red Out, Rumbo, Shenzhen... Is it Shenzhen or Shenzhen IO? Yeah, just Shenzhen. Speedrunner, Starbound, Stardew Valley, Star Fox Guard, Star Fox Zero, Super Dungeon Bros, Super Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, Tetris Ultimate, Titanfall 2, The Witness, Thumper, Tricky Towers, and XCOM 2. You already fucked up because, as I said, Pokemon Picross did not come out this year. <laughs> did it not? No, it came out December of last year. Who you played Pokemon Go? Go? <laughs> did you play it, Rob? I played Pokemon Go, yeah. Not for very long. <laughs> Uh, no. <laughs> Honestly, no. Uh, games not out that we played. Korea, Factorio, and Space Engineers. <laughs> I played. And the notable not played list. No, oh, don't do that one. That's even longer. It's about the same length. <laughs> Abzu, Attack on Titan, Battleboard, Bound, Call of Duty, Infinite Warfare, Civilization... Oh, we have played Civilization now. I can remove that one. Uh, Dark Souls 3, Dead Rising 4, De- Deus Ex, Mankind, Divided, uh, Dishonored 2, Far Cry Primal, Final Fantasy 15, Forza Horizon 3, Gears of War 4, Hitman, Hyperlight Drifter, Inside, Mafia 3, Mario and Luigi, Paper Jam Bros, Metro Prime Federation Force, Mighty Number no. 9, Nitro Plus Blasters, Heroin, Infinite Duel, Abduction, Pac-Man Championship Edition 2, Paper Mario, Color Splash, Plants vs. Zombies, Garden Warfare 2, Pokemon Sun and Moon, Pokken... Pony Island, Ratchet and Clank, Recall, Res Infinite, Roller Coaster Tycoon World, Street Fighter V, Super Dungeon Bros. I played recently, so I can take that out. Super Mario Run, I played before we went on air. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Super Hot, The Division, 
Last Guardian, Trials of the Blood Dragon, Uncharted 4, Unravel, Anything in VR, and Watch Dogs 2. With anything in VR being slightly questionable, because Dan has actually done some VR stuff. And that's it. So, are we doing an older game category, as previously discussed? Because we used to do best game of last year that we played this year. There's been many, though. No, that list is not just of last year, anyway. No, the list is very small for 2015 games. Although... I guess we add Pokemon Picross to that list now. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, so if we're doing this, that would be the Affordable Space Adventures, Broforce... Space Adventures? Space. <laughs> space Adventures. Sean Connery's Affordable Space Adventures. <laughs> and then he started turning German midway through that. <laughs> Spoofable Spoofable space Adventures. <laughs> Bit of Bane in there as well. Yeah. Uh, Broforce, Hand of Fate. Life is Strange, only the first episode. Pokemon Picross and Rise of the Tomb Raider. Which is technically just about snuck out at the end of last year on Xbone. Yeah, on, the, on that one specific platform. Which is the version I've played, so there you go. <laughs> so presumably the actual best games of last year we played this, this year are disqualified for being contenders for Game of the Year last year. Yeah, the, right. the, 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 we, the reason we normally include the best game of 2015 that we played in 2016 is to sort of honour those that we missed. Well, it's just games yeah, right. that we didn't get okay. to until 2016. Yeah, because, right, so. you know, we didn't necessarily, can't play everything, and sometimes you come across a great game of last year that could have been in a, a contendee for something. Contendee, contender, contender. Well, yeah, I guess. I don't know if contendee would still make sense. No. Maybe. Can you have a contend? Can you be a contendee? I don't think so. No. So there we go. So recap of those, I suppose. Affordable Space Adventures was that co-op um, sort of puzzle game that uh, Zach, myself, and Gnome all got involved with. Uh, where yes, it-, it was a Wii U game that actually did Wii U stuff, so it came out of the Wii U. Yeah. <laughs> And did we use stuff well? You know, the dials and stuff on the gamepad are all quite well. I mean, designed well and quite cool in order to still had the problem of like not really distributing the workload very evenly. <laughs> no, whoever had the gamepad had vastly more to do than anyone else. Um, the science officer, which is me, basically <laughs> just shining a torch about the game. Yep, and occasionally firing a flare at things. Yeah, uh, but otherwise pretty cool. Um, I'm trying to work out if we think it's possibly a little too long. Because we, we finished it in two sessions, but... I think it was okay. It just, like, there were some bits towards the end that were unnecessarily long just for being long. Yeah. Not even puzzles. That whole last bit with the flying through the winter was, like, that's just annoying. Especially because it's, like, it actually was quite precise on the timing. Mm. You had to be pretty goddamn on, on, like, going in the exact moment you could. And the sort of... Well, there's, there's the... The bit where you couldn't, you had to just use anti grav to float um, between those things that sensed any kind of activity. In well, I'm sure there was probably a better way to do that. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> the dodgy ass way we ended up doing. Yeah, bouncing off walls and then adjusting how gravity affects us. Uh, so there was that. Uh, we played a bit of Broforce for a video as part of our Steam A to Z. Well, to be honest, I haven't gone back to that because I thought we might play that a bit more of that at some point, mm. but we sort of haven't. No. Um, uh, to be honest with you, I think that game's quite one note. Yeah. Like, you just go around and shoot stuff and, like, in an old school way, and that's that's about it. It does that kind of okay. 
I did play the PS4 version briefly, and that has frame rate issues. <laughs> so, not so hot. Uh, Hand of Fate was that bizarre, like, roguelike card game, which is the cool side of that game. It just seems like it's married with a slightly poor Batman combat system. It seemed like it would come out even earlier than last year, but... <laughs> no, it didn't. It was, it was early there. And then, well, we've got Hand of Fate 2 this year. Yeah, I guess. So, coming. Uh... Life is Strange, which is the sort of Telltale-esque teenage angstathon uh, made by Playdead. No, is it Playdead? Not Playdead. Oh, anyway. There was the guys that made Remember Me. I can't remember their name. Uh, but yeah. That w- and I only played the first episode of that, and it was okay. It was a bit slow. It seemed like it was just setting everything up for everything else to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pokemon Picross. Picross for free with Pokemon in it. Not a great deal to add to that, I suppose. Not even every Pokemon. Not even every Pokemon. Watch it. Uh, and then Rise of the Tomb Raider, sequel to the original reboot Tomb Raider, original reboot of Tomb Raider, uh, which was just more of the first game, really. But mm. sort of plays better, but narratively dull but if narratively makes a bit more sense I don't know difficult one to peg uh, and they were the only catch up games I think we played this year every, every catch up game we played was older yeah. so out of that list I'm fairly tempted to give it to affordable space adventures yeah probably just because of it doing um, unique things. Doing a Wii U thing correctly. Yeah. Basically. <coughs> Seems it's admirable. <laughs> Especially as it was an indie endeavour, right? Like, just for people to... For an indie to come in and do... I mean, we're making a Wii U game, yo. And it's not going to be possible anywhere else. Unless they, we did something fancy and had, like, an app that you could download onto your hmm. iPad and play it that way. Yeah, they, they could have potentially done that with a PC version. But then Rise of the Tomb Raider is pretty good, but it's just more Tomb Raider, if you know. Hmm. Uh, any arguments against Portable Space Adventures winning best game of last year? No. No. <laughs> Motion carries. <laughs> Well done, Affordable Space Adventures. May your fax machine forever be fixed. Uh, okay. Most forgotten category. Uh, these are any game that we think may have just disappeared into obscurity that was supposed supposed to be a big deal but then sort of went away. For context, we gave this to Evolve last year. Because mm-hmm. it sort of released with a bang and then sort of disappeared. Has nobody cared? So, or, or it can literally be games we've forgotten about. <laughs> that they sort of, well, I don't know if that is entirely true, but sure. That we sort of so I've sort of populated this list of ones I sort of consistently forget exist. Um, one of which being uh, the division. I sort of keep forgetting that that was a thing. How do you keep forgetting that was a thing? Well, I don't know. It's just. Flew so outside my radar this year. 
it's like I remember hearing a lot about it and people being all a bit sort of uh, yeah, it's all right and stuff. But then it's like, I guess it just sort of fades into the the same hole of my brain that Destiny is filled with. Yeah. The Destiny hole. The Destiny hole. I'm destined to be in the hole. Uh, Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Because as cool as that game was, it sort of, well, looks, anyway. As cool as Mirror's Edge's style is, that game always seems to just come and go. That's because that was not a long game and it's only a multi, um, only a single player thing. No, but it, it feels like it should have more of an impact than it does, but like for all the style it has. I don't think it's forgotten. Okay, fine. That's a... Uh... Uh, and then Pocken. I don't think that was forgotten either, really. That was another one where it was like there was not very much content, so it survived as long as it con- as, as, as its content did. Well, for a game like that, you need to sort of have an update cycle to it, which it's, but it was, it didn't it obviously really. game did not happen because it was Nintendo. It was Namco or Nintendo? It was on a Nintendo system, and they don't have a, they don't have any idea what the fuck DLC is still. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess the Smash Bros. DLC is still proof of that. How all the add-ons cost more than the actual game. And are less content than the original game. Good job, Ninty. Well, then, there's always Battleborn. Well, yeah. Which nobody has forgotten because it was so forgotten. Yeah, that that <laughs> sounds like a reasonable candidate. There's a bunch of other stuff. All right, hit me. Well, clearly, well didn't really care and then forgot about Plants vs. Zombies 2. That's true. Actually. That's a good that's a good nomination. Yeah. Yeah. I'd sort of I should I should be hyped for that game. Because it was the you know the first game was right up my street. There's a good multiplayer shooter solid multiplayer shooter. Uh with some great great art and great sound design and you know it being powered by Frostbite and having a cool card system, which isn't something I can say very often about games, but its card system was actually kind of cool. Mm. Um, or stickers, I think they called them all. Yeah, uh, yeah. when you build up your collection, that was all kind of neat. So Plants vs. Zombies Go on Warfare 2 comes along, does that again with more levels. Um, I think it had all of the original content still in it, and then they expanded it. Um, but I guess I didn't really like... I played the beta a bit, and I didn't really like the new balance with the new characters. The new characters just seemed to seemed super OP. I um, wasn't a big fan of the emphasis on zombies no. this time round, because they're definitely less cool than Dave and his tacos. I should have liked it, but for some reason didn't care. Is that forgotten, though, or is that... like? Worthily. Uh, well, I, well, I forgot it for this list. Yeah, you forgot about it after you were done. It. Yeah, you were just like, fuck it. <laughs> and then there was also it was released as a full price game. Well, yeah, which, it did help. You know, compared to the first one, which was a sort of a thirty pound title, I think over here to come out and do do release the next one as a full priced game without. I don't think they added enough to warrant that. But and then there was, I guess you could say that you everyone. Well, we definitely forgot forgot about Unravel once we were once it came out because it was like they made a big fucking deal about it at E3, and it was like we sort of knew that it wasn't going to be anything we were particularly interested in. But then it was like, well, I guess that did come out this year. <laughs> I guess you never know of a game like that. Right? It's got a sort of, in many ways, it's got a sort of animation and feel to me in my head of like Limbo. Yeah, 
basically. That's yeah. what I was imagining it was probably most like. It didn't set the world on fire when it eventually came out, unfortunately. No. You could possibly say the same kind of thing about Trackmania Turbo. Something yeah. that we could have been interested in, but it was just like, when it's okay, I was like, nah. Yeah. Well, maybe this needs to be its own category. Maybe we need to have a category for like things that we theoretically should have liked, but the ones like oh, we were like there. <laughs> in a way, that's a bit that's a bit like the most disappointing. Category. Yeah, but it's not so, disappointing. But, but no, it's just, like not most not, not enthusiastic enough to actually care. <laughs> yeah, you know what? We we could just scrub most forgotten, given that we haven't had, got any decent nominations for that. I, I think we have several on there that are actually All right. most forgotten, most meh. That's a good one. Uh, what else might go in there? Uh, I don't know about any of these other ones. <laughs> Unless you want to say something that's forgotten because you didn't want to remember it. Didn't want to remember it. <laughs> like, like the shitty Ghostbusters game that came out after the film. <laughs> <laughs> in fairness I'm not sure I even knew about that at the time no. <laughs> I only discovered that relatively recently that that, that 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 was even a thing it does look bad though yes <laughs> it has it had some uh, like from what I've seen of it it does have a hilarious sound glitch where it's like if um, uh, you get to the state where a ghost can be trapped like the 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 VO just basically keeps saying all of the like it, there's no gap between like it saying all of the lines of like, you can you can trap it now right so it's like trap that ghost we can trap that ghost now fire out the trap now <laughs> just like constant until you actually do it maybe we could also put on we've forgotten something like homefront the revolution. Because there was a moment there where that was looking like it might not be complete crap, but then it was like, yep, no, forget it. Then it was was total crap, yeah. I I think in a way that game deserves to be forgotten. It's got got some neat premise ideas, hasn't it? Like, you know, the Koreans have taken over. (laughs) Well, I don't know if that's necessarily a neat premise, really. (laughs) Just like insert a random... Red Alert 2, but with Koreans. Yeah, insert a random (laughs) enemy that takes over the US. (laughs) Aliens or even anyone else on Earth. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Very right. good. So we're, so most of the ones on that. So we're left for Battleborn, on the division, Homefront the Revolution, Mirror's Edge Catalyst, Pokken. Pokken. I keep, it must be Pokken, right? Not Pokken. I guess. Yeah. Pokken. Uh PVZ. Trackmania Turbo and Unravel. I'm just because I have shunned it so hard, I am siding towards Plants vs. Zombies. <laughs> like, just, it <coughs> it should have been Sutton for us. Yeah, I guess. Or at least for me. Yeah. And I probably could have convinced you into it, maybe. Or but, Kippers. Or Kippers, yeah. Kippers at the very least. I think Kippers did get the X-Bone version. Mm. But I don't think oh. they stuck with it for very long. Are we actually doing most meh rather than most forgotten? No, that was most forgotten. But Plants vs. Zombies is surely most meh. Yeah. We, we, we could just give, give it, like, screw the Forgotten Award and give, give, give it an award for most meh. But most meh is going to have a bunch of other stuff in it. Oh, really? Okay. You want to do that as well? I guess. Okay. So unless there's any better suggestions, 
France vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2 is our most forgotten game of 2016. I forgot what year it was. <laughs> yeah, most forgetting the year, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably about talking about forgetfulness. You forget your fullness of words. But. But. Alright then. I'm, I'm now intrigued by your, by your most meh list. Well, it's like the important thing to say about the idea of the most meh list would be like it's not necessarily even saying that a thing is bad. It's just saying that we didn't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the, basically win- winner of all, don't care. <laughs> it's like you can yeah. start. You, I mean, even beyond the stuff we already put on there, you could probably put on like Deus Ex. Yeah, because uh, there was a we new were, Deus Ex game like this year, the, like the old, the previous and I didn't one. Run and out that, and okay, buy I think it. we were like there. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't yeah, so why, buy it. Yeah, so what, what put you off? Well, but first of all, there was some performance thing, so it was like, wait until... And it's expensive, so it's like, wait till it's all yeah. okay. And then it was like, nah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <It> <laughs> I mean, the, the main problem is that the reviews <laughs> showed that they'd kind of doubled down on, like, the bad writing, <laughs> pretty much, which mm. was the main problem with Human Revolution. Like, it seemed like they... Maybe they... And also... I don't know. Uh, I've seen like a dystopian, the Eastern European city in Half Life Two. I don't know if I need. I don't know. It just well, didn't seem to be going in the right like, direction. I, I don't know if every game can basically just cease to exist because Half Life Two did it. Uh, maybe they should. I mean, shooters <laughs> seem to have. So I just didn't think it was like. I just it seemed in some ways too close to the previous one but then like not it's like they didn't do I mean, anything particularly new and interesting with it it was just like no, it could have just been an expansion to the previous game I mean the point. thing that I've seen pointed yeah. out is that the, the original Deus Hacks had multiple different themes to it and there wasn't a, whereas Human Revolution the last one is that right Matt yeah had one central theme which was the augmentation stuff and then yeah. this one just did that again yeah. right it just went further with that one theme. And it was like the yeah, cool thing about it. Deus Ex was it had all the different conspiracies in the world going on. It had tons of, it had everything from like. Well, it was just like it had all the conspiracies and yeah. all the conspiracies happened to lead into one conspiracy. Sort of. Yeah, exactly. But it had, <laughs> the, I mean, it had the bioengineering augmentation theme and it had the theme that there were old crappy augments and then the cool, super cool nanotech new augments. But it also had the kind of nano-engineered viruses thing and everything and all of that. I know, it had tons of stuff going on. I've, um, never, I've never quite worked out in my head, though, if that was just because every idea was a little undercooked in the original Deus Ex. Like, you know, there was an undercurrent of things being kind of crappy for a lot of people, wasn't there, in the, in the first game? Well, yeah, it's, I it's mean, but you did you see it out close. And you, like, there's like a disease or something. and it's You like, saw a oh, lot actually, of you know, bums, as they were labelled, yeah. <laughs> in Deus Ex. Yeah, that never explicitly called out, which is maybe maybe a good thing, maybe a bad thing. I'm not sure. It's like it's always it's always occupied a sort of a bit of a messy territory in my head. It's like don't get me wrong, it's interesting and ambitious, but it's like it, it, to me, it feels a little messy. It's definitely messy. Um, That's yeah. kind of like real life, I guess. But yeah, maybe in a kind of yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, everything they, was definitely too cheesy. Safe in the new ones. 
I think it was a bit cheesy in the first game, especially because it came out two years after The Matrix and it wasn't as cool mm. as like The Matrix. It tried to be like the way you wore, wore a trench coat and sunglasses and stuff. But at least yeah. they, at least the game took the piss out of itself for, for that. Like it had a self-awareness that I feel like these new ones are just a bit earnest. That's all. That's the problem that they're, they're just almost Too serious. Yeah. I don't like, you know, I didn't ask for this and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know, but I'm still interested in playing it just for the gameplay. So, but the fact that I didn't run out and buy the new Deus Ex game does make it a bit of a candidate for most meh. I kind of want to put just to add to this. Yeah, I've still got things. I know, but it, like the, the the way the way you describe that in a way, then <laughs> me think of could this be applied to how Zach feels about Overwatch? Oh, yeah, I don't really understand Zach's Overwatch meh that what that well. I'm trying to figure it out, I. but I can't no, quite work right. it out. But does that make it a make it a potential nominee? I don't think so. It's not really the same. Not not the same meh. No. Okay. You don't understand why you don't care. <laughs> maybe. So we could also maybe think about Uncharted Four. No, no okay. I want to no, play that. Is, I, I, the only yeah, reason I'm... I haven't played that is because I haven't got a PS4. Otherwise, I would yeah, buy likewise. that instantly. <laughs> So I, that's I, not I meh do. for me at all. Yeah, I'm with Dan on this one. I definitely do want to play that. That looked like it was a lot better than three. First four, no, but uh, that's a lot of. It was. It wasn't. Yeah. Burn out three levels of awesome. But there was a, there's, there's actually well, there's so many so many factors to that. Like because we knew PS4 Pro was coming. Yeah, I guess. Um, and so I sort of decided not to dip into PS4 middle of the year. Well. <laughs> in fairness, a lot of it was financially my case. Obviously, like I, you know, went to Japan and like had a lot of outgoings and stuff like that this year. And in that, in that, in that respect, so then it was like, oh, hold off for PS4 Pro. And then by that point, by the time it all happened, it's like, oh wait, no, you know, it's end of the year type stuff. There's money involved there. I think the um, um uh, who, what are they called? The developer, uh, Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog. I think the Naughty Dog games would be the first thing I buy when I get a PS4, along with other stuff. But I'll probably even get, even though it's not a PS4 game, I'll probably get The Last of Us Remastered or whatever. Uh, and oh, yeah. Uncharted 4 when I get it. And, and don't forget yeah. there's Last of Us Part 2 to look forward to. Yeah, of course. So there, there you go. <laughs> I'm definitely not met on Uncharted. Uh, especially the fact that it's done. That's good. Yeah, I guess. Well, maybe it's done because you know how people will reboot bullshit for like make up a random reason to bring shit back. Yeah, but the thing about Naughty Dog is they're not like Ubisoft. They can't be just farmed out to another team or whatever because it's just one core studio, right? I guess. And they're going to do what they're going to do. So I don't think it's going to be like, oh, we've got this hot franchise that we're going to continue. So we'll give that. The main, the main people don't want to make that anymore. So we'll give that to the B team somewhere in. Canada or something, and then I don't think it'd be like that. There is no entity like that, publisher like that. Naughty Dog own their franchises, right? I guess. Uh, yeah, I, I, think I think they so. do. So anyway, but uh, yeah, it's one of those things where I think so, but they get they get a lot of money help from Sony. Yeah, to to build it how they do. And then what about? I don't know if this one is quite fits so well in the me- in the mech category, but what about Gears of War four? Because we just all kind of always thought that was poop <laughs> or pooper that it should be. Like it was basically the yeah, same as the, might... that that bad the last bad Gears of War, whatever that was called, just justice, the, judgment. judgment. <laughs> that one. So yeah, and I med on judgment because it was the reviews were bad. Yeah. Whereas Gears of War four, 
you know, for, for, it seems like people are sort of back in, right? It's like it's more gears, but it's good gears. Well, even Jack if it hasn't changed it. that much. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a little more widespread than that. But it never than, seemed to than show just, than just Jeff well. Gersman. But no, it showed really poorly, right? It's like I wonder if it's one of those things that plays more fun than it appears. Mm, maybe. I mean, I I, I did. I, I teetered at one point in, in buying it because it went a little bit cheaper on the Windows Store mm. at one point, um, and I did teeter about picking picking it up, but I was on. Uh, the problem Gears had this year is it was in that horrible release window. Yeah, I guess. Um, and when you put it up against Battlefield and Titanfall, I'm not sure it can come out on top. So yeah, it's 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 a good it's a good shout, but I was a little closer to the, actually picking that up, I think, than you guys were for Deus Ex. <laughs> and then also, also, what I guess this is sort of a meh for a different reason. Well, no, I guess this isn't exactly a meh. This is more like a smart purchasing decision, maybe. <laughs> but right. like how I went meh about Pokemon Sun and Moon once I once there was any suspicion that there was going to be a uh, going to be a Switch version. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, yeah. right. That was like, I made it, I awesome. made it a bit, and then it was like, oh, that turned out to be a good decision. <laughs> yeah, because normally you'd be all over it. Like, well, I don't know if I'd be all over it, because that, that was why it was kind of meh, because I was like, eh, I played play the last one, and it doesn't seem like it's been that long. And, like, Pokemon does keep managing to get me over and over, so maybe I can get away with not doing it this time. And it's like, oh, well, maybe if I wait a few months, then I'll be more confused than it turns out. <laughs> the Switch version might be coming. Hmm. So good success. So that was sort of meh, but turned out, turned out all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so, yeah, you were sort of meh, but you're now hyped for the Switch version to see what they I do? Yes. I mean, it'd be nice to have another Switch game, I suppose. I'm pretty hyped <laughs> yeah. for the Switch version, because I haven't got a DS, so or a 3DS. Yeah, you'll have something so, to actually play it from. Yeah, I'm uh, curious I, to what they will do to it to like make it. Probably not much. Well, apparently, just uh, make it run better. Yeah, yeah. Probably if just, they make it run better, that'd be good. They'll probably just up the res, won't they? And like maybe yeah. maybe some of the textures are. Well, they did claim better. that they had higher res assets. Like they. No, oh, so they've been building they it. Made it. Start. Did yeah. we discuss the because okay. like, the the suspicion is that it'll probably switch res. When you plug it into the cradle from 1080 down to 720, yeah, I think that's been sort even... of confirmed. In fact, yeah. like the, the power rate, like some something leaked um, yeah. about how much power it actually feeds through to yeah. the, you know, how much the, the graphics chip is actually what capacity it runs at when it's in portable yeah. versus cradled. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's like it's 40 percent when when in your hands compared yeah. to when it's in the cradle. I think the frame rate's so, going to drop when you when you take it out. Probably, yeah. But still, like for people like me, if I ever wanted to feel like I could play a sit-down Pokemon, suddenly the option's there. And this is the yeah. best pe- best Pokemon in years by all accounts, so mm. it's, it's a good Maybe. one. It seems like it's a bringing together of ideas they've had before. Yeah, but they apparently still managed to fuck stuff up that was in the last game for no reason. It's like, you did it better in the previous game, and now it's worse again. Mm. <laughs> And finally, for my random suggestions for this thing, which I'm not even sure, this one again might just be a situation of the PlayStation, but like Final Fantasy 15, it was like, I, were we ever enthused about that, really? That's a, that's a toughie because I, I'm, I'm, it, again, it didn't show very well. No, um, but and and 
in a weird way, it's not really what I, I guess anyone really was expecting out of a Final Fantasy game, right? In that it's light on story for once, and yeah. but they they sort of but they embrace their open world. <laughs> they they embrace bullshit side quests. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that. From what I've heard. I'm intrigued, but I think I've been sort of burnt by Final Fantasy 13s <laughs> by playing two of them. Oh, and I'm still going to play the third. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm still going. I'm still. I'm still going to at least see what that was. What that's like, because someone very kindly got me a coffee. <laughs> I say kindly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Vindictively. No, yeah, I think I'd quite like to play 15, but I think I'd want to do. At the moment, it's only on the consoles, and I think I'd want to see what the PS4 version, uh, and like you know, I, it's one of those things where it's not when when games are coming out multi-platform now, and it's like you know, it's well known that the PS4 is the better machine. Mm. A bit of me, a bit in my head is going, mm, don't get that on Xbox. You have an Xbox, but don't get it on Xbox. Get the better version when you have a PlayStation, which is a bit dumb. I know because there's probably not enough of a difference to really make it make it a problem. I, yeah, maybe. I mean, it has pro support, I suppose, but you know. <laughs> that's true. <coughs> I, I think there's a very clear winner of that. But... Oh wait, I forgot one more one more thing that we could potentially put on here. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could put XCOM two on there because even though we did go in for that, we did go a bit mad on it once we actually started playing. It was just like, well, this, we're just going to stop playing it. I think <laughs> it's all back... right. I think it's. Fine. I think we come back to that as a disappointing maybe. Maybe. I don't know if that I'm not sure that, that disappointing either. Mm. I don't think it fits in either of these categories. Really. I think it's pretty I think it's pretty good. So I don't think it's meh. I, uh, you know, I just don't like it as much as the first one. Mm. All right. Don't put that one on. <laughs> not a nominee. Nominee rescinded. Nomination. Uh, I think it's a very clear winner of that group then by, the, that? by that discussion. That's got to be Deus Ex, right? I Deus guess. Just because just of the... You guys are fairly big Deus Ex fans and the amount and you you both kind of felt the first game was good but didn't quite nail it. Yeah. And then for this one to just turn like, you off completely. Maybe, maybe they had a chance to nail it, but then it seemed like they didn't really do anything towards making it that much better. <laughs> Sequelitis. I guess. And also if you want to talk about other things which may have caused an amount of meh feeling towards Deus Ex, the whole like ridiculous pre order situation. Oh god, yeah, that was, <laughs> that was absurd. At least they back down yeah, on, on, on augment your pre order. Yeah. Um but it did have those like completely needless microtransactions in the game where it's like you can get everything you want in the game legitimately, like on a playthrough, but they just add it so you can buy the coins you need to get skill points. Yeah. Or whatever, and it's or just buy skill points. Probably it was probably direct. Yep. And it's like you know you don't need to do that. You're just making you're just cheating yourself. But it's for people who didn't want to have the hassle of playing the game. Well, yeah. People who just wanted to see a story like Mass Effect story mode. <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't have to pay more for that though. No, should be an option. Uh, okay, so the most meh, don't care of the year. It's Deus Ex, Mankind Divided. Good job, Deus Ex. Great job. I'm going to admit, most of these are on the sort of negative side a lot more. Oh, they always. Yeah. <laughs> they so gonna, usually are. So I'm going to try and uh, reorganise these to be a little, to, to, to swap us to a positive note. Okay. Because um, I didn't really write these in any particular order, as usual. So I'm going to shuffle them around a bit. I want to go for biggest or most surprised or best surprise of the year. 
Because we, we, we can never really decide whether we were like, is this the best surprise or, or the this surprised surprise. us the most? Yeah. <laughs> well, that was our discussion about whether most can also include negative surprises. I guess it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, so we'll see how we go. Like, I haven't actually got much in this, in that I think the biggest gaming surprise in a way, because a lot of this year was like, we knew it was the surprises came last year. Well, it was like a bunch of stuff that came out this year was just delayed into this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that, to, to me, I guess the biggest one in my head is that Doom ended up being good because boy was that facing the wrong direction for a long time. Like the 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 heat off the beef off the multiplayer beta had, yeah, had everyone thinking this is going to be poor. Yeah, but then but then it sort of extrapolated, right? The people people saw the saw the multiplayer and thought, oh no, they're taking they're not taking this in the right direction at all. And then the single player plays completely differently. <laughs> and we hadn't really seen any of that other than those very canned demos. What was the I what was the id game before that, the open not open world thing? I'm thinking of Rage. Yeah, that's the one. Rage. Yeah. I mean, I guess it I mean, has it made a good game since like I mean Doom Three didn't people didn't even like and like Rage, uh, I guess people like, but not to the extent okay. of this. No, well, no, it... uh, yeah, no, no, they haven't set the world on fire for a while. Let's put it that. Um, like, not not straight straight up id game anyway. Um, and that's what the single player of this is, right? Is it the the Return to Wolfenstein series, the last the, the last was that that one? The last Wolfenstein. I, I guess it was. Well, it'd be id and another developer, right? Probably Raven or someone like that. But it wouldn't have been id id. It would have been sort of a combo deal. But this is edited. This is edited, yeah. Edited. Edited. And uh, so, I only le- and my, my second nomination, because I only learned about this recently, is that Frog Fractions 2 apparently happened. <laughs> yeah, but that was, you're not meant to learn about that no. until it happens. That was, that's only a surprise intentionally. <laughs> yeah. But the, it, so, okay, that's, the, the, <laughs> There was a there was there were well, there was a suspicion that there was that there was an ARG that was starting to permeate its way into every indie game it seemed under the sun where there would be bits of sigil um, added to them. This affected both new and old games. Um, where people would see a change in the old game and then hunt it down, and it would be point towards this part of a sigil, which, when combined would supposedly form something relevant to... And it was like, what is this? What is this big game about? <gasps> it's Frog Fractions 2, of course it is. Um, uh, and in the end, as a reward for uh, people figuring out all the parts of the sigil and building this thing, whatever it was, the, 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 the author of the original Frog Fractions just put up a video of himself and his mate eating soup. So it's like, well, it was Frog Fractions, but, like, like, but, but this whole thing has been for nothing. Um, and then eventually it was discovered that actually Frog Fractions 2 was inserted in full inside another indie game um, called uh, Glitter Mitten Grove, I think, which is a, a fairy management simulator <laughs> made by adults, uh, sorry, published by Adult Swim. And uh, yeah, apparently there's a door in that game you can go into and it just starts Frog Fractions 2. <laughs> And that's all I know, because like part of the, and I'm not going to say any more than that, because like I guess part of the chart uh, is that you go into Frog Productions too, not knowing what the bloody hell it's going to do. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it, it that 
the whole game has been released as part of another game is kind of bonkers. Were you surprised? Possibly quite annoying, and possibly quite annoying to the Kickstarter backers. Yeah, because they're like, "Oh, we have to buy this other game to get this game." <laughs> but he never said they would get a copy of the game in, as part of the Kickstarter. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it was all about the intrigue, and he didn't ask for that much money. And I don't think he's he he I don't think he's making money out of sales of Glitter Mitten, so he's just done it for the lols. Which is quite bizarre in itself. I suppose the original Frog Fractions must have been just done for the lols. He can't have made any money off that. Well, not initially, anyway. No. So, yeah. It actually happened. And I was a little surprised about how it happened. Any any other big surprises of 2016 you can think of? Well, you could say the fact that the last guy did actually finally came out and wasn't completely shit. It's true. <laughs> but it was everything everyone thought it was. <laughs> And that it was all the hallmarks of a Team Eco game. Well, yes. I mean, that was fairly obvious anyway. Mm. Just from seeing it. Because <laughs> it <laughs> looked exactly like them. But yeah, okay, I guess it's... I guess that's nothing compared to when it was actually like, hey, it's still about last year. Mm, yeah, I guess. <laughs> the last Guardian came out. Oh my god! No one was very surprised by the Switch, given that it was like ill in pattern information, mostly. No. Leaked all the time. Yeah, it got, it got they got so leaked. Not even subtly. See, this is where you go run into the situation if you were saying most surprised, because then you could start talking about No Man's Sky again. <laughs> but we need what? to save that for a different category. In, What's in the surprise album? there? The surprise was that it wasn't anything like what they, what, what everything thought, everyone thought it looked like up to the point where it came out. Oh, uh, yeah, surprise. I, I, I definitely class that as a disappointment over a surprise. It's it exactly a surprise. what I thought it would be. God damn it. Mm. It was surprising how not like what it looked like it was like. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I suppose you could argue with the Switch that you could say Nintendo actually did a good job marketing it thus far. <laughs> by oh, by not doing anything. That, well, that, <laughs> well, the one thing that they've said was actually very, very good at promoting the ideas of what they're making. If not giving us much detail, but at least it's like the idea of what they're going for suddenly becomes well, super clear, which they've been terrible at for a long time. I guess, but I don't think it was that difficult a thing for them to do this time. It was like, the I, the concept of it isn't actually as complicated as like the Wii U, where it's like, you've got this second screen, but it's still attached to the home console. And, it and you can still these, use these Wiimotes. And, and you, you can... have other people, five people, because you can look at four on the screen and one the game pad. Yeah, yeah. It is, it is simpler to explain, for sure. Yeah, but they didn't manage it without words. And without a fake golf game. We'll find we'll see if they sell any. Yeah. Oh, I reckon the Switch would do well. Well I hope so. The general buzz around it is way higher than it ever was for Wii U. I guess that's true. But they're never gonna They're never well, gonna the have a Wii again. Hit. It's not gonna happen. Well, the I don't word think def- anyone's gonna have hasn't. a Wii again. No, probably not. Although well, the word definitely hasn't hit mainstream about the Switch yet. 
like no, nobody knows about it. But well, cause... apart from like the Jimmy Fallon thing or whatever. What's that? Oh, yeah, that was like the first main mainstream thing. Yeah, but that hasn't really happened over here yet. I guess. Like, <laughs> yeah, but when, when we, does we anything happen in England at all? No, but you know something. Yeah. No one cares about Europe. <laughs> no, well, we haven't had much of a. Um, I, I guess that will ha- that will start to ramp up in February. Yeah, well, when, once we hit Gamescom, Gamescom, that will be when we get the Europe news. But that's not in time with the Switch at all. When is Gamescom? I don't know. It's usually like late spring. I don't remember. It's, yeah, it's relatively early in the year. <coughs> I think that's it. That's it. I think so. Because a lot, like, you know, a lot of other stuff might have been surprising to some of them, but not like most. <laughs> I can't even think like just like it might be. Might you could well say that it might be surprising that Stardew Valley was incredibly popular in some ways, and that as many people liked it as they did. Where it's like even people who didn't think they'd like it suddenly liked it. it yeah, <laughs> but that's not really that that much of a surprise. Really, but something that's a effectively a Harvest Moon game. Like yeah, to suddenly turn people around, despite there being a billion and one Harvest Moon games. Yeah, and but like it, it was precisely not Harvest Moon in the ways that made it more bearable for people who did like Harvest Moon. Mm. <laughs> I guess that is a bit, a bit of a surprise in general. It's yeah, just, just how much people have latched onto that thing. Sort of. I mean, that's not actually that surprising, really. That's just an indie game <laughs> that just happens with indie games occasionally. Yeah. What about Pokemon Go? We didn't. Did we know it was? Co- I suppose we knew it was coming for ages. Yeah, and we did I, sort of. I'm surprised that was at- done by a third party, and Nintendo didn't like jealously guard their IP and not allow yeah. that to happen. That is interesting. Well, I wonder. I, it's I wonder surprising how Pokemon how- Company actually has control of the Pokemon IP. So yeah, I mean the Pokemon Company. Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. Is it surprising that it got as big as it did though? Not, Not really. really. It's nostalgia, like boon from the exact generation of who all had Pokemon Red and Blue. But it was massive, and it killed people. Man, it was a. It was just like it was a. a well, it's just because it was a GPS game, and there'd only been like one of those before, and people sort of skipped that one because it didn't have a brand. Mm. <laughs> So if you combine the Pokemon brand with the with the GPS game idea, which is obviously a good idea, well, just there's, conceptually, there's, there's definitely been other wide games or whatever they they get called. GPS games are pretty good, good tag, but yeah, there's definitely been others. Sure, but, but not as well branded as Pokemon. No, for sure. <laughs> and it, you know, for the people who did know anything about Pokemon, it made perfect sense. It's like you go out into the world and you catch Pokemon, <laughs> like literally what you do in a Pokemon game. <laughs> it's still an intriguing concept, but I do it. Just needed to be more of a game. Well, sure. I think maybe that's that might be why it's sort of you know there are there are still some that you know that play it. it still makes news and stuff like that when still changes happen. Very and, occasional update. Yeah, perhaps slower than I think they should be, but yeah, there's still stuff still happening there. Well, you know, they've only used the first generation of Pokemon, so now we just get seven more of these games. Yeah, <laughs> year after year. <laughs> yeah, maybe they'll add some mechanics next time. Uh, yeah. Alright, so if there's... Um, what else? Was sort of, I'm trying to think what came out of E3 that sort of like uh, that happened on, like, 
Oh, but you're, that's think, you're thinking of stuff that's not literally games that came out this year, but just no, like news. Just, 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 yeah, new games that are sort of propped up. We're just like, oh, that's cool. Like, you know, like maybe Last of Us Part 2, but that's not that surprising, no, I guess. No. It's just a little... Actually, I'm, I'm more annoyed that it, than, than happy that that's happening yeah, in a way. It's, like, it's, but... it's surprising that they've decided to make it a direct sequel. Yeah, <laughs> that is surprising. The Uncharted spin-off, is that surprising? I guess not really, because they kind of ended yeah, Nathan Drake's story. <laughs> they so. finished their main line. Yeah. But still want to keep Uncharted as a brand. Uh, Resident Evil 7 being first person. That was kind of surprising. Any kind of. Mm. <laughs> I mean, you know, after the last Resident Evils, it's just like <laughs> they were just trying whatever the fuck they could possibly do to make it not shit or different. At least, yeah. <laughs> make people forget what they did the last couple of times. It, yeah, <laughs> well, five wasn't received that badly. Six definitely was. Yeah, I can't really think of anything else. Where I sort of just look like, oh, they're doing that. Wow, it's all sort of. Oh, they're making Gwent. You could, you could be. <laughs> Surprised that someone still thinks it's a good idea to make zombie games in 2016. <laughs> well, mostly a lot of that is still like either Call of Duty or indie games, right? Or no, early that, access crap. The, the thing in the PlayStation conference, you remember oh. that thing that they focused on like at the start and the end, and they ended their conference with it, and it was like, God, why that... the fuck are you making another goddamn zombie game? Day's End is it called? Something so, yeah, like that? something along those lines. Man, if that had come out this year, I definitely would have put that in the forgotten category because I can never remember what that game is. <laughs> well, that's because it did come out. Yeah, if it came out and it was good, maybe you would remember it. Maybe, even though it's a zombie fucking game again. Yeah. <laughs> Sony obviously hadn't quite had enough of that Last of Us money, but then there's another Last of Us. <laughs> At least that's slightly different from regular zombies. Well, running zombies and lots of them. It's 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 basically it's Left 4 Dead three. If only <laughs> open world Left 4 Dead three. In fact, we don't even know if it's really open world. So no, don't actually know shit about it. Mm. What if it was like a mission based like zombie evasion game? <laughs> <laughs> sort of like the run or whatever not the run what's that game called ah oh, fuck I forgot the club oh right <laughs> where the uh, it's less about the literal like mechanics of the game and more about like doing things in a smooth <laughs> it's like a time trial essentially yeah that'd be a weird way to make a zombie game different so sort of, yeah, sort of like parkour zombies yeah yeah <laughs> Have to here's a level string together the best combo you can in this scenario. Super hot, basically. Yeah, it's like Super a co- combination of like moving through the environment quickly and killing zombies at the same time for extra points. <laughs> it could be neat. <laughs> but anyway, that's what what we're talking about. I'll tell you what that game we're not is. talking about theoretical games. We're talking about games that are actually happening. I'll tell you what that game is. What's that? Bulletstorm. I guess. <laughs> Except Bulletstorm was a bit more like shooty shooty. Well, it's like singular enclosed environments. They could do like, Titanfall style movement, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so I guess that leaves us with uh, the two front runners for me are still Doom being great and Frog Collections too. <laughs> Feel free to chime in. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. 
I don't think Frost Racers can be. I don't think we can go with that. I don't think that's necessarily that surprising. Well, no, that's surprising. Because everyone had suspected for ages that it was going to be an ARG, and then it was. <laughs> but the ARG came to nothing. Well, it didn't really come to nothing. It came to them making, making it obvious that they were making Frost Racers too, even in a sort of in in like indirect way. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, that it was them behind the sigils, at least. Yeah. I'm not even sure if the sigils mean anything. I just don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that counts. No, alright. I don't think you can be surprised about things that are deliberately that hidden. Deliberately subversive. Yeah. That you know are deliberately subversive. Yeah, it's like, it's actually less surprising when you know that it's going to, it's going to, because they, like, they ruined the surprise for Frog Fraction 2 because Frog Fractions 1 existed. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, everyone knew that if there was going to be a sequel, it was going to be at least as ridiculously fucked up in however it happened. (laughs) They should have just, like, patched Frog Fractions 1 to put Frog Fractions 2 in it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that would have been pretty pretty funny. That would have been funnier. (laughs) Okay, well, yeah, you don't download from it. It'll be just a flash game. Well, yeah, then that would make it even harder to tell that they've done it. It's too obvious. It's, too <laughs> it's obvious. not too obvious. It'd be very funny if you then said, ha, oh, is there... It's, I, I didn't actually change it. It's been there forever. <laughs> well, I don't think you could get away with that. I think you probably would be able to tell, like, from the download size, at least, if it was in flash. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Uh, all right, then. So the most surprise Doom. is Doom. I guess so. Well done, Doom. You're a rare beast. I am hit by surprised. Mm. <laughs> I am contractually surprised. Uh, so now we're into the fun negative stuff again. <laughs> Worrying trend 2016 edition. Uh, not not a great deal, I don't think, going super terrible this year in terms of trends. Um, so, well, at least not from my perspective, so I might need some assistance on this. Um, I've only got um, this new trend of Ultimate Edition versions of games offering early an earlier release time by a matter of days as opposed to coming with cool stuff. Relatively cool stuff. Being a bit of a thing. <laughs> I don't know. There was a point in time where limited editions at least felt like they were providing something. Well, there was a time when limited editions were literally limited. And that's, yeah. <laughs> they've once again, just like we're like with beta and alpha, they've used the word limited in a way that doesn't actually mean what it means. Well, they don't really call them limited. They don't often call them limited now, in fairness. Like, you know, they're like ultimate editions or VIP editions, I think, falls ahead or something. And it was. Um, uh, what was it? Infinite's big one this year. I can't remember. Yeah, but there's been a, there's been a lot of crazy editions going about. Watch Dogs Two apparently had a lot of editions as usual. As usual, because Ubisoft can't help themselves. But yeah, one of the one of the things that most of these had in common was that the the most expensive version would release like three days early, and that was their selling point for that edition. And it's like that's not really a selling point. I can wait three days. I don't get it. I just don't get it. Well, in some cases, I mean, it didn't really happen like that. But thinking back to SimCity 
five or whatever. <laughs> Seems to be. Thinking back to that, I when I was like looking at the difference in release date between the EU and America, and it was like oh, it comes out three or four or five days later. I, I thought that would actually be a bonus because it would let the server troubles get out of the way, which no, of course right, didn't yeah. happen in SimCity. But you know, <laughs> when you're saying you're paying extra money to get into the game three days earlier, if it's a server-based game, it's like you're getting paying money to get fucked for three extra days because <laughs> you're just going to be stuck with shit. <laughs> Until they fix it. Although in theory, there can't be that many people buying that version, so maybe the servers aren't getting loaded. <laughs> Wait, in days. theory? Maybe. Yeah, it's a big maybe. I guess because they're not limited versions, there may eventually be a game where everyone buys that version and it screws it anyway. Yeah, probably. Okay. Um, so there's that. I don't know, it's just, it's just a thing, right? Like, I'm just, it, whenever we talk about limited editions, I look at the shelf behind me and I go, I've got a big metal cog for That's Gears of cool, War Yeah, big metal cog. <laughs> or, or the art book from Gears of War 1 was was nice. It was a nicely made little thing, like showing off, like, here's, our, here's the work, this world we've designed. And, you know, at the time, it's like, we haven't really seen any of this stuff. This is next gen. And, uh, you know, even the Halo, the Halo Reach-only container... It's fairly ridiculous, but there's all kinds of stuff in there. All kinds of backstory about Halsey and things. The cool things. I like physical things in my limited editions. So that's, that's not a thing anymore. Uh, and the other trend, <laughs> and this is a dumb trend, to yeah. be honest. The follow-on to last year's KG Inafune nomination is that KG Unifode has now released games and they're all bad. <laughs> just, just a reminder, last year uh, we had the nomination of KG Unifune for promising a lot of games that still haven't come out yet. And that's all I got. You got any more sort of like trends of the year that are that, that leave a bad taste in your mouth? Hmm. Xbox is increasingly cluttered desktop. <laughs> I don't know if that's even done. What about the... What about the, um, what about the console life cycle situation? I don't mm. know if that's necessarily a worrying trend. The trend really. kind of started this year. Yeah. Well, we don't... It does create, It does muddy the space about which version of a game is better or worse, even more than normal. Because yeah. there are there have been some cases of pro versions breaking the rules and being worse. I mean, how many versions do you think there'll be? I mean, there could even be like three generations of oh, PS4 yeah. or, or Xbox One, Scorpio, what a, whatever. What if, yeah, what if there's a PS4 more pro? Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> New pro. Yeah, <laughs> new pro. S- super pro. <laughs> super. Let's call it super. Is that worrying? No, I don't know. The fact well, that you're waiting, you're already complaining about waiting to get the PS4 Pro. Well, it's like maybe, yeah, that's maybe, true. It might be a worrying trend when the next one comes out. When, we, when there's more than clearly one an established trend because you've got Scorpio going on as well. Yeah, but that's, that's not that's not a trend between for, for each company. That's like each company has one, but yeah. that's to keep up with each other. <laughs> and if that leads to them all constantly doing that, then maybe we're wrong. You know, it does start to break the the foundation of what most people think about consoles, though. Yeah, which is which is the worrying part of this, and, I, and yeah, I think there is something to this, Dan. 
in that I think it does start to break the idea that if you buy a console, you know exactly what you've got, and you know exactly that the game you, that the game you get is going to work in the same way as it does for everyone else, and that's going. And I don't know if I think that's a good thing or not because that was that's the foundation of a console. You know that it's going to work, or there's more of a reassurance that it's going to work. What's <laughs> the point? Yeah, exactly. Like I can still quite happily find a Genesis, plug a cartridge in it, and go. You know, <laughs> and admittedly, there's less of that now, but there's still a bit of I can put a disc in a thing and have it do a thing. And I know that thing's going to behave the same no matter whose Xbox I use. But that's not true anymore. You sort of argue we already have that in place thanks to the slight, slightly extra power in the S. Tiny bit. Yeah. But that's happened and before, hasn't it? more power in the Pro. I mean, I guess the N64 had the memory freaking pack. Mm, that's a little different, though, because that's like a... Or, or is it? I don't know. Is it? Yeah. it did actually like really affect the graphics in a direct way, and you, you if you didn't have it, you literally were screwed in some cases. Yeah, well, yeah there were some games that just didn't work. Um, Conquer, I think, required it. Um, Perfect Art was pretty heavy on it, wasn't it? Yeah, um, yeah you couldn't play the single player without it. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. uh, and the and the multiplayer was very limited. But it did function. Sort of. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think that's that's a that's a worthy nominee. Here's a nomination that I've come up with that's really only based on two games. But then I realised there was a third game that kind of, well, maybe even four games that kind of fit it. But how about the worrying trend of Nintendo not actually knowing what makes their games good? Well, boy, yeah, that is that's. Mm, yeah, that's, well, that's something that, to that. Because they that's fucked not up, a new trend, is it? <laughs> they fucked up Mario and Luigi and Paper Mario by firstly mashing them into one game, which was a bad idea, and then making a new Paper Mario, which was also bad, because they didn't seem to understand how Sticker Star was bad, and they just made basically the same thing again. I guess that's not strictly Nintendo, that's Intelligence's fault, probably. And then you could say the same same thing for Mario Maker on 3DS, where it's like, it doesn't have, I can have map connect, internet to download maps, and they obviously didn't understand what was good about that. Yeah, they fundamentally broke that thing. And you could also say, to some extent, the same thing about Super Mario Run, but that's more of a subtle thing, where it's just like, they didn't really make a very good game. <laughs> yeah, you know, I know, you know we haven't talked about this much, but I, I, had, I played at least the free part of Mario Run just before we came on air. Yeah. Didn't grab me. No, yeah, be, I, I don't like it. But, but then, I'm not sure. They're not I'd going like... for us, though. I don't think. Sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'd like any game with, that had that simplistic control scheme, no matter how clever they are with it. I mean, yeah. I think what you Lucky have to do bird, is make yeah. something like high speed and awesome, and have super flashy, and be like crazy stylish with it, right? I think you have to be something that's bombastic and nuts. <laughs> and it's... because you just want another. Um... Jetpack Joyride. Well, I want a bit <laughs> more than that. I want to be able to press buttons and have like Pac-Man Championship Edition style, like boy, 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 sort of big sort of numbers and flashes as I as I do cool things on the, and you know it's it's got to make you feel good, which I think like my mobile games don't. Um, that's a sweeping generalization, but that's that's there's there's no there's, like, there's no hook to me in a lot of those games. I mean, like the Mario Run thing, it's just like it's actually too simple because it's just like. 
Just playing Mario is pretty simple, but mm. <laughs> when you remove the ability to control your left and right motion, and you're only just pushing jump, essentially, it's like, <laughs> what is this game even? Well, uh, yeah. And ignoring the fact that it didn't run very well on my iPad, because it, well, it's an old iPad, let's yeah, be honest. So like, I'm like disregarding that, assuming it had no load times, which were fairly epic. <laughs> and just had a black screen with nothing on it. Yeah, not even a loading bar. Really. Yeah, yeah, it's not very slick. That's my weird. That's what I thought was weirdest about it. To be honest, is that the kind of UI stuff is a bit dodge. It, I didn't have too much of a problem with that. I think where I, where I had the bigger problem was that it had, suffers from classic Nintendo pacing. In that, if you wanted to have another quick go at go at the run, there's no way of doing that fast. You know, it goes through the the motions that every Mario game does. I can't just go, restart the run, please, and have it go. Yeah, you want it to be Super Meat Boy fast. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think that particularly works. Um, but then that's what... Uh, yeah. The, the, the things about... Color, color Splash is such a bummer. Because um, it's... They seem to have got stuck on this idea from Sticker Star, haven't they? Like where Sticker Star, they they changed the combat system. But they just got rid of the RPG, essentially. Yeah, well, they did that in Super Paper Mario as well. Well, well, sort of, but Super Paper Mario was basically a different kind of game entirely. It wasn't trying to be a an RPG battle system in any way. Whereas Sticker Star was still had still looked like an RPG battle system, but had didn't have any RPGness to it. Yeah, so they did they did away with its proper combat system then. And it's clear that they haven't learnt from the the reaction to that 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 was a bad idea um, by maybe, making another one with a terrible combat system. Or maybe they just didn't have enough time to change anything about what they were doing. Maybe they'd already started it soon after Sticker Star. There's quite a gap between Sticker Star and Color Splash. Relatively, I guess. <laughs> Rob is poking his guy out of the Christmas tree. Oh, just demolished a bit, but it sure has. Teach you for having a Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah. Didn't want one, in fairness. <laughs> oh, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, you didn't want a Christmas uh, tree. I don't like Christmas. It take up space. <laughs> so yeah, basically. Oh, don't you dare, cat! <laughs> you, <laughs> don't you, dare. Dare. you kicked out of the room and it immediately came back in and just walked straight don't, over to the tree. Don't you dare! And <laughs> I was attacking Rob directly. The cat is gone into aggro. <laughs> aggro the cat. Rob's having to take his headset off because the cable isn't long enough for him to go over there and poke the cat sufficiently. This is my live commentary of cat <laughs> happenings. You? Amazing. See, if the tree wasn't here, I'd be able to reach her. <laughs> but the cat wouldn't be there if the tree wasn't there. Um, so yeah, like I was saying, you know, apparently Nintendo doesn't actually know what the fuck made those games good in the first place. And it wouldn't be so bad if they didn't continue to make it's like they could have made games that had the those mechanics in that weren't branded the same as these other things and it probably would have been fine it's like Mm. they wasted the whole paper area thing on these bad games and the same with the the crossover with mario luigi where it's just like they wasted the mario luigi and paper combo which shouldn't have been a combo it was a weird idea yeah but they wasted it on a not very good game oh paper jam bros you mean yeah yeah, yeah. I, that that looked like it should have should have been good. Maybe it, um, th- I mean, that, I'm sure that's it's done better it's, than it's, Sticker Star. It's probably fine, but it's just like it was the same where 
the the last one on 3DS, whatever that was called, Dream Team Bros. Oh yeah, it was like that was fine, but it could have been there. Didn't innovate particularly. Well, I mean, the like, oh god, oh Rob's just beard himself. Oh god, Rob's just beard himself real good. Oh my word, that is all over the goddamn place. (laughs) (laughs) It's still going. (laughs) I can hear it on the car. Okay, Rob's just going to leave again. So, Dad, what do you think is going to win this category of worrying trend? I can still hear the beer. Yeah, it's still going. It's foaming. Worrying Um, trend, this beer. (laughs) (laughs) This beer, exciting. Well, is it really a new thing that Nintendo don't know when they do something good or or they don't know how to To capitalise on something Well, I guess, yeah, I guess I... Maybe it is. Well, it's not whether it's a new thing, it's a worrying trend. (laughs) Fine. They're um, continuing to do it. And it's, are you worried about it? I think for it's like maybe next getting year, worse. But... Is what is maybe what's wrong with it? Did Mario the... Tennis. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah it's Mario Tennis Ultra Smash from last year. That was also bad, but they they did get Mario Tennis right since the first one. So. So, do you think the software library for the new console will suffer from this? Well, that's the question, isn't it? Because now that they're going to be combining, like, the mobile... No, no, mobile. The 3DS developers and the regular developers. It's like, so intelligent systems are presumably going to be making shit on the Switch. It's like, will they make another bad Paper Mario? Will Advance Wars come back and be bad? (laughs) I don't think it will come back. (laughs) Well, no, probably not. They're stuck making fucking Paper Mario. (laughs) Exactly. And Pushmo. Pushmo. God damn it. Give me advance walls. People love Pushmo. It's like Nintendo doesn't know what their good games are, not just what does, what makes their games good. Yep. Concerning. I, I mean, that's maybe a bit of a like a, Maybe that's not the most worrying trend because it's been continuing for a long period of time. Just like gradually it comes and goes, maybe. Fair. Yeah, it does. Like like with Zelda, even. Where it's like, sometimes you think, oh, it's going horribly wrong. And then it's like, well, maybe they're recovering it. I mean... Like, for example, Link Between Worlds last year. Where it's just like, oh, this is actually good. <laughs> they do know what, good. what's good about this Zelda game. Yeah, I, d- I don't know if it's different internal teams or what, what it is. I don't know. Well, yeah, for the internal ones, sure. The ones that are not like the Pokemon company and intelligent systems and game freak, yeah. So, what are the contenders? Nintendo not knowing what's good. Consoles weird console cycles being weird. Uh, Ultimate editions that oh, don't Ultimate have editions. that give you early release and <laughs> KJ Inafune and his bad games. <laughs> nah, don't know about that one. Just stop, KJ. That's also not really a trend. They all came out really quickly. <laughs> they were all bad. Yeah. Well, it was more like... That would only be a trend if he trend is over <laughs> of him not releasing games. <laughs> that's not a worrying trend. That's a good trend, apparently. Apparently. Because they were bad. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, I don't know. I think probably Ultimate Editions is the... And there's other, like, early yeah. release fuckery still happening. You could stack on top of the Ultimate Editions thing. Like early access continues to be completely a ridiculous fucked up mess in all cases and beta and alpha continue to not mean anything at all 
So early release fuckery is the uh, yeah, that's what we'll call it. The winner. Okay. No, nope. Rob's cat's attacking the tree again. Fuck's <laughs> <laughs> sake. This is going so You're well. I'm dealing with dealing yeah. with your house. Yeah, I think I think we're getting there. I almost kindly decided to pour 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 my beer properly, well, so I can come back. We've decided that the ultimate edition's worrying is the worryingest trend. The, the worryingest. Yep. Oh, I quite like I quite liked the console cycle argument, but I, I will go with like the um the, the the ultimate edition thing. If I was to be reductive of it, this comes back to crappy pre-order culture in general. Oh yeah, right? we, I, I was I was saying that it's also like it's you could also stack on top of the ultimate editions thing just like early access still being weird and beta and alpha and still being fucked and all those other oh, yeah, things that's, that's, still, that's all still, still continuing. That's all still messed up, yeah. It's, it's the trend of previous years still carries. Yeah, it's the trend of just early anything. <laughs> We're calling yeah. it pre-release fuckery. And that's yeah, the trend. pre-release fuckery. <laughs> that seems legit. Alright, so... <laughs> so now Rob's back, he can announce the next category. Well, yeah, so... What we got? Oh... Ooh, it's, it's got me. Have <laughs> you broken your laptop now? Well, yeah, it moved to where I wasn't expecting. <laughs> All right, so the next category we have is the positive version of the one we've just done. That's the best trend. What do we want to see more of in the industry that's started happening? All right, so what I've got here is first pick. Multiplayer games performing free level updates and stuff like that, leaving all the paid-for stuff to be cosmetic. Now, I know that sort of Rocket League and stuff kind of technically sort of started bringing this back last year, and it's never really gone away. But now Titanfall is doing it. That seems like a big thing. Well, the question I would ask there is, has Titanfall done it? They've released a map so far. (laughs) Okay. Um, Overwatch does it as well. Obviously, yes. as well, and they've they've promised to always do that as well. Uh, so yeah, Titanfall. The only bit of stuff you can have is they have paid for. Um, I think it's like banners and stuff like that. I'm not even sure it's skins, but you can get like model uh, slightly different models for your Titans if you put down money. Mm. Um, and that's it. The rest of the game so far, any updates they've done, any new stuff they've added has been free, and they've said it will always be free. The problem in Titanfall's case. Is whether it's sold enough that they'll actually make anything new. Yeah, I guess <laughs> but, that is the problem. Um, uh, but clearly that hasn't stopped Overwatch. You know, who, well, they don't have the problem with population. They got no, the they, they got their population and they're continuing to grow. And it's uh, yeah, so they they don't really have a problem at the moment. Uh, I don't know if they're making too much money on their on, on their loot box system. I don't know how that's panning out for them. But all the loot box stuff is purely cosmetic or sound effect based and stuff like that. Every bit of content that will go in the game will be will be free. Uh, so that's cool, is it not? I mean, you've still got EA, like Battlefield still doing its thing. Well, they did. And they did at least do one free map. They did at least do one free <laughs> map. Yeah. But then, um, then again, you know, when 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 you only get one free map, it's like that was just like something they didn't finish in time for release. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't something they necessarily planned. No, it was probably <laughs> always there to be honest. And it's kind of a cop out map in a way. It's not that interesting a level. It's it's okay. I don't know if it's necessarily that different, like unusually bad compared to any of the other levels, really. No, I mean, but you know, given in, when you play those levels and you get the 
blimp, it creates a blimp carcass where it lands to have a level that's a blimp carcass. Yeah, but the ones where they crash onto the level are like weird and, weird and glitchy <laughs> at the best of times. Having a one that's been there and is completely stationary and is a fixed bit of map actually makes it more magical. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's, it's, it's not, it wasn't terrible to play either. So, uh, and what's the other one that's still doing? Oh, Call of Duty's still doing its normal thing as well mm. because Call of Duty doesn't innovate. No, not anymore. Uh, yeah. So there's so there's that. Uh, there's also um, the return of the single-player FPS campaign, it sort of herald, sort of championed by Doom and Titanfall this year. Yeah, I guess. I mean, the only other thing in my head that sort of speaks to like defending that a little bit is maybe some of the Call of Duty games in, in previous years have been okay, and let's not overlook Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite. And, yeah, but those aren't single-player campaigns and shooters. Those are single-player shooter games. Oh, you want to make the differentiation between a multiplayer game that just happens to have a decent single-player bit? Yeah, it? or... it's like all the like Titanfall and stuff didn't need to have single-player theoretically if they just made a lot more multiplayer because that was what they fucked up the first with the first Titanfall. It was like it was fine as a just multiplayer game. There just wasn't enough of it. <laughs> So if they just made a really big amount of multiplayer stuff for Titanfall 2, that probably still would have been fine. But, but they Doom, actually made a good single player. But old Doom was a good multiplayer <laughs> game, and this new Doom is not a good multiplayer <laughs> Old Doom game. was a good multiplayer game if you liked that very weird way that the old Doom multiplayer worked. Well, it was first. There was no alternative, exactly. I guess. And it was very weird. And because it was first, it was like there was no expectations. <laughs> <laughs> well, you couldn't you couldn't say it was good because there was nothing to compare it to. I suppose so. Hmm. Well, you could say it's good. You could say new things are good, even if there's no nothing else like it. It was good that they came up with it. Maybe. And I'm not sure necessarily if like multiplayer do was a thing that they even really necessarily intentionally did. Not really in the first one, I don't think. I think by Doom Two, well, it's sure. become a thing. But yeah. Was, also, Duke Nukem played a big part, to be honest, in like land multiplayer. Sure, and it seems like maybe in, in like the Doom multiplayer was almost just a like a Karnak experiment. Mm. It was just something he wanted to try, <laughs> and it, it happened to turn out good. I don't think it's fair to limit this to just being like multiplayer games that happened to have really good single player bits as well. Because Half Life Two, yeah, you can't like, say that like, Bioshock, they're like fantastic single player campaigns. But the, like, is there really been anything else in the FPS genre that has been a fantastic single player campaign? Unless you're throwing Deus Ex in there as well. Well, I mean, you can't say that the best trend is for the FPS games continuing to exist. <laughs> that, that doesn't work. Oh, no, <laughs> but I think. And I don't, I don't think... know, Dan, Dan, you you alluded to this a little earlier. You know that it's like does it. Does it feel to you now like we're suddenly getting to the point where it's like, hey, first-person shooters, campaigns, are they getting good again? Uh, well, I haven't played Titanfall 2, um, single player. I don't know. I would, I've, I've kind of had the feeling that I want, I wish I could play. This is stupid. I don't like the new Halos. But they don't appeal to me, but no. I wish I could play a new Bungie Halo. Then I'd be happy, single player. <laughs> well, yeah, if Halo, I Halo, Reach, 5, Halo 5 was possibly the weakest of the lot. To be honest, yeah. but Halo Four is fine. I don't. I don't get the. Well, I I'm not sure I fully understand between both of you, like what what you don't what you have against Halo Four. Halo Four plays great. 
Um, Didn't like the look of it. The enemy's bad. Even and also, like, enemies, they finished the story. Oh, like, yeah. there's, there's no need to... I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, apart from money, there's no need to actually make any more Halo. Uh, well, yeah, agreed. Apart from that. <laughs> well, and not just that they... Not just that they continued the story, but they continued it in a way which somehow bought, bought all the other stuff they could have left behind back. Well, and the story yeah. and the setting is pretty... The human recovered somehow. Yeah. Like, the story yeah. and the setting is pretty important for a single-player campaign. I mean, very important. And they've gone very deep on the um, novel and forerunner lore, you know, the stuff that was... The stuff that was not even in the game, where you yeah. had to go into a separate app to look it up. Yeah, they, they, went, they went super deep on that. So, oh, no, that was Destiny that did that. Don't forget. But... No, Halo had the Halo waypoint bullshit, where, like, the terminals were outside the game and all that stuff. Oh, shit, yeah. Which one was that? Oh, that was four. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was bad. I mean, the whole the way, thing the, about the, the forerunners the is they're is mysterious and you don't know shit about them, whatever. Mm. Like, like the Halo well, we is a mysterious a thing. It. It's like in ha- yeah. the first so three Halo should... games, the forerunners were basically irrelevant because you, you, yeah. you cared about the flood. <laughs> yeah. And the flood just happened to have something to do with the forerunners and they were on these forerunner installations, but the, it was really irrelevant. Anything I mean, the, the thing about the Forerunners was they, they, you know, the only thing you got to know about them was their architecture and the stuff that they'd left behind. You didn't get to know mm. anything about them or what. The only thing you found out about them was that they were being, that they needed to get rid of the floods. And so they built weapons to destroy it. And, and, a little bit and like they the... had something to do with humans because there was some DNA switch. Oh, was there? I, yeah. I didn't even yeah, know that part. You could only there's... use humans to activate the library and all that bullshit. Well, that's why Master Chief really? is, in theory, a direct descendant of the line of Forerunners or something what? like that. And I thought yeah, it was there's... just you're the designated, what's, what's it, Reclaimer. I don't think I had anything to do with his race or anything to no, do with... No, because that's why, like, when the brute guy kidnaps Miranda... Because he has to use her to activate the key. The index. Mm. Yeah. That's bullshit. I don't like that. At <laughs> oh, no, all. not the index. Well, one of the indexes. Yeah, Thor and I shouldn't have anything to do with humans. It should be totally not Destiny or any of that crap. And not Destiny the I game. Think... I mean, it shouldn't be de- Destiny the, the. I think it was. I think it's one of those sort of for... like um, uplift stories. Yeah, it was like, like the they, they seeded the universe or whatever. Oh, or, that the, crap. Or, or, or they 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 were the ones that brought us to intelligence or something. So what happens when you use the weapon and, and then kill everyone in? including humans, then what happens next time around? Well, that's why they built the, the, the Ark, wasn't it? Because they had the, the thing that was outside the range of the right. Halos because it was outside the galaxy. So what, and they were going to store... seed the galaxy with more humans after they or, killed or them or themselves or whatever? Well, whatever. This is where the backstory lore gets super confused because the they they had rival factions within the Forerunners of which the Didact is one and why he's an asshole. And... And why, why things haven't I... quite worked out, and why the librarian's plan kind of failed, and yeah, like no matter how big a universe they, these sci-fi things come up with, they always have to make humans special for some pointless reason. Just yeah, because we're I humans, I don't get that at all. The Mass yeah. Effect sort of avoids sort of avoids that, other than sort you're of. a human who happens to be the hero. But they do sort of. Everyone says, "Well, humans are so brash because of their short lifespans or something." It's... Yeah, I guess, but yeah, I mean. That's fair. I don't think Mass Effect has Mass Effect like like mind. plays it as there's something in our nature rather than it being like we're yeah. we're super powered. Yeah. Race. No, I think Mass Effect did well in general, yeah. sci-fi wise. I thought it struck a nice balance it, yeah. from like hard sci-fi to to like space opera. Anyway, well, even yeah. the collectors, you could argue in Mass Effect, they sort of left those or and the 
pray. What was it? The pray to pray. Some something meaning pra. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. The the uh, the ancient race. They were sort of left mostly. Confusing. Well, it's because they were just an ancient race that got integrated they got, they into got... the computer race, essentially. <laughs> oh, yeah, because, no, they were the collectors. Yeah, they were they? the collectors. The yeah, because oh, after the... Yeah, because they got reaped the first time, yeah. or the last time. Yes, they got reaped and turned into servants of the robots. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying that all sci-fi does that. I'm just saying the best ones avoid it, I think. Yeah, or at least leave it a little bit mysterious. Don't go into too much. So what's the third ca- ca- thing in this category? <laughs> Since we've somehow talked about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, we've like moved on. To, we've, <laughs> on we moved on to other stuff that's not relevant. Uh, but it doesn't matter. It's fun. Uh, AAA games mostly work now, as in the ports have been pretty good this year. Maybe. There's been no super dramatic failures. There's no. There's been no Warner Brothers incidents. And like, and like, like, what's it? Mortal Kombat X and Batman last year just being no goes. Yeah, I suppose. Don't know if that is necessarily a very broad thing to say that they all just worked. Maybe it was only just like Warner Brothers. <laughs> Maybe the trend there is Warner Brothers didn't release any games this year. Well, it was like, as many. Well, EA suffered before that, didn't they, with with Battlefield and SimCity? Sure. And then Warner Brothers took that mantle last year. Whereas this year, there's no one really to sort of point a finger at and say you 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 dropped the ball this year. Mm, I suppose not any like big games anyway. No, which is why I specifically called out AAA's because there's always going to be problems with the little guys. You can't you can't trust everyone. You can't trust Mighty Number no. 9. <laughs> Not that that was server travel, but you know what I mean. Hey. I guess you could argue there's been a few those those PS4 oh. Pro versions that we alluded to earlier being a bit shonky is the negative to this, is it? Um, you know, they didn't, they didn't quite achieve what Pro is about and in fact may have made it worse in a couple of cases. Uh, but yeah, that's all I've really got really, for for good trends. What else has caught your eye in Trendland? Trendland, Trendland. Come on down to Trendland, where you'll see results in like a year. In graphs, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If in we plot them, or... if we plot them, you'll eventually see results. Yeah, I can't think of any other real no. good trends. I don't know. Good pixel art games. Oh, there's always good pixel yeah, art games. Yeah. <laughs> if that's a trend, that's an extremely long-lasting trend at this point. Yeah. There's always a good pixel art game. Every year. Uh, all right. So we need, we need to pick one of those then. So the, 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 the free multiplayer update trend. Uh, good single-player FPS campaigns are back. Or AAA games mostly work. Free update seems good. Yeah, I would. I would like to see way more of that than there is. Well, yeah, because there's still, yeah, it's ba- still only barely a trend. Yeah, because both, uh, yeah, Battlefield, Doom, and Call of Duty are still holding out to these old models. And for Doom to do that was a mistake. Let's be honest. Hmm. Anyone who bought that season pass for Doom, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, all right, so free multiplayer updates, best trend of the year. Boom. Although, 
special credit to Rocket League for being part of that before it was a trend. <laughs> I think there's probably other things before that. Oh, there? sure, TF2 and things like that. Yeah, there's definitely stuff we've done it before, but it's it's nice to see more people taking up that mantle. And Rocket League only technically did that. They they were like fifty percent because they still had the cars for paid, and they, you could argue in some case, in some way, Rocket League cars do technically have a gameplay effect. Hmm. They do have slightly different hitboxes and slightly different turning. I thought rates. they normalised all that though. <laughs> They normalise it, but they didn't get rid of it. They got rid of like the the spikes, I suppose, <laughs> like the unusually weird ones. Mm. But they are still different. <laughs> yeah, everyone that... uses the Batmobile in compared. Well, well, a lot of people use the Batmobile in high competition in Rocket League because Maybe. it has, supposedly has the best hitbox. I thought the Octane was still the the go to. No, they like the flat cars, hmm. supposedly. Yeah. One of it just gives them a bit more visibility because they're so, so flat. No, I think it is something to do with the hitbox. Mm. Weird. All right. Most disappointing game of the year. A category uh, which we only need to do one for, but we're going to have to come up with some other um, <laughs> What's that then? Like, well, I'm sort of tempted as well to, to blend this with my mini group of regretful purchase, which at the moment has only one entry in it. Well, I mean, um, regretful purchase is a disappointment, surely. Yeah, but not necessarily for. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll we'll blend it in, and I'll explain why, and mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. Uh, Battleborn. Did you so, buy that shit? I don't know. If that's, no, I haven't bought no. it. I don't we know if that's disappointing. And, really. I, haven't, and I haven't okay. played it, but I, I I still like the idea of someone getting a good first person MOBA right. Um, and Battleborn. But had did. some of the whole well, Monday Night Combat. Yeah, but <laughs> Monday Night Combat is dead, so so someone else has to take it up. And you could, uh, we haven't played Paragon, and apparently Paragon is actually doing good things in that space. But even that's kind of third person, and uh, yeah, I don't really know enough about it. Um, uh, Battleborn, in a way, like was doing all the things that a that a MOBA does, but doing it in first person with a bit of. Um, that borderline snark, whether you love it or hate it, that's what they were going for. Um, and could have been something, and sort of wasn't. And it's weird because most people kind of crap all over it. There are a few critics out there that actually say, you know what? If you ignore the, all the all the uh, negative influence from the internet, there's actually a good game here, but it's just not been treated very well, and it was marketed badly. And it was totally hobby grade. And <laughs> damn you, Randy Pitchford. Uh, so yeah, it could have been something, but but it hasn't scratched that itch. Nothing has. Nothing. Nothing is still fulfilled that Monday Night Combat shaped hole. Not even the sequel to Monday Night Combat. <laughs> no. Uh, Mirror's Edge Catalyst for just being. Fine. I don't think you could put something Possibly. in that's just fine. I don't like. <laughs> Are you, dis- this was more, you this disappointed was more for you by to, it? To yeah. You. Yeah. It's more of a yeah, question. I don't think. I don't think. I think when you buy something and it's just fine, it's like a lot. Of, in a lot of cases, the only like you were expecting it to be. I don't think it's that much of a disappointment that Mirror's Edge wasn't the most amazing thing ever. You 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 went into that thinking like 
they can't possibly have, it's like how are they going to get this to work it's like well they mm. sort of did but they sort of didn't and you know that was sort of expected okay so you, so you were going into it thinking they're not really going to improve that much on the first game's issues well I don't know if it was to do with improving on the issues either it was just like ha- like they can't possibly make a game that's actually you know you, you, I think the only thing that was really disappointing about Catalyst was just that it like wasn't big enough and it's just like well that's just a that's just a sort of thing that happens all the time with games, really. Where you're like, this could have been better if it was just slightly bigger or had slightly more mechanics or whatever. Or a slightly bigger budget to fulfil its... Yeah, to make its the graphics better or something or whatever. Well, the graphics weren't a problem, were they? Well, I'm not talking about that game specifically. I'm oh. talking about games in general. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. You, in a lot, a lot of cases, that, that kind of disappointment, it's like, it's not a major disappointment. It's just like... You, you um, know in the back of your mind someone could have done a better job with this idea. Yeah. I mean, I could say that a lot about... I was thinking about this the other day. Right? But that is, like, a, in, in, in essence, disappointment. Just yeah, but it's not a huge one. No, okay. <laughs> it's yeah, not okay. the biggest yeah, yeah. disappointment. Like, I was thinking about that the other day when I was looking at like Planet Coaster and thinking about City Skylines and stuff. It's like, they're good games by themselves, but you still it's still like... They're trying to emulate a thing that was done ages ago and make it modern, mm. but they still haven't actually managed to succeed in improving like the tech of the thing that they were trying to emulate. The simulation. They've just made the same thing again, but it looks yeah. modern. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so by that logic, do I need to add Planet Coaster and Project High Rise? No, to because they're, yeah. they're only these minor disappointments. It's just minor. You go into it expecting this. Fine. Okay, that's not not in the running. Then I will remove that for that reason. Leo, you because know, you go back to SimCity. That's where you get the major disappointment. Because it was like it was fucking Maxis. Well, they were making a new SimCity game. Well, we they might... already knew how to make SimCity games. They've done four of them. Yeah, and yeah. then they fucked it right up. Yeah, true. That's a, that's, a, that's an extreme example. Um, yeah, so there may be a few more on this list that you may throw the same argument out at then. Yeah. Uh, but before we get to those, yep. No Man's Sky. So that's what's going to win. So let's just move on. <laughs> I thought this was awards were for us, though, not for yeah, it's, it's, the general population. Yeah, it's how we feel about it. Are you disappointed um, in No Man's Sky, Zach? I didn't think you were. I wanted to... Well, I wanted to want it. Well, I think I, that was, like, probably... It's it's the same situation where it's, like, at a certain point, you know, you know it's not going to be as good as... It, it, as a theoretical game that someone could make one day. Mm. <laughs> but, mm. you know... It was also No Man's Sky was probably the most expensive game that I went in for that turned out to be disappointing in that way. Not as much as you thought right. it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. It's I think we had it pegged that you know fairly early on that, that I think so. It wasn't that it wasn't going to fulfil the hyperbole. No, um, or at least not a hundred percent of the hyperbole. The hyper- <laughs> we, you could tell that the hyperbole was getting. Like super hyper, <laughs> but yeah. I didn't even think it was going to be quotes bad. I thought it was going to be what it is. I mean, the only the thing I'm disappointed about is well, like you, how I don't think you it's know not... how bad it is until you played it. Well, yeah, it is almost yeah, there bad ultimately. I think like, in, your the, opi- the, in your opinion, that... we're not sure we got down to that. Is what's there bad? Well, it depends on like what you actually want because it's like. Uh, and it also depends, like, how sensitive you are to, like, seeing where things should have been. Like, the whole, uh, oh. shi- like, ship upgrade system and stuff, where it's just, like, the only thing, it, whenever you upgrade the ship, you just get an extra cargo slot, and it has absolutely no other effect, and there's no reason to not just get another, get... There's, like, oh, when you're... right, so you think the game is actually telegraphing the things that 
could have been and they perhaps pulled. Yeah, or like the or like obvious places where they could have done something to make it marginally better. Huh. Yeah, okay, that 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 would that would be a right bummer if it's like visually you can see they had this idea at some point but it hasn't made it. Yeah. That that would suck. Well, you can definitely see it with like the ships because it's like when you're because there's a system where when you're making m- modules for your ship they basically take up one of your cargo slots. Mm. It's like you're trading off space for upgrades essentially. And then, like, there's an adjacency thing where, like, if you put modules that affect the same thing next to each other, they get a bonus. And so, at at the start, I was like, oh, that's, like, the layout of this ship's cargo area affects what modules I can put next to each other to get the bonuses. It's like, oh, that's sort of, that's a system. But then it turns out that's not the case, because when you're finding crashed ships and, like, or buying an upgraded ship... You're in the, you're basically guaranteed to always find a ship with at least one more cargo space than the one you currently have. So every time you find a crash ship or every time you upgrade your ship in a different way, it's like, oh, well, I'm going to get one more inventory space. And eventually it just fills out the entire window and it's just a big square. <laughs> mm. And it's like that. Then you've lost the mechanic of like the adjacency thing because you can just fit whatever you want, wherever you want. Sure. Yeah. It's not actually a, it's not a mechanic of the constriction of this space. It's just that you're at the start of the game and you haven't got more space yet. <laughs> mm. so there's never going to be like the late game juggling act of, oh, for this ship, I need to do this thing. No. It's like, it's and never- that's, you know, that's why the ships are completely irrelevant because they're all the same mm. except for the cargo space and that just goes up over time. <laughs> yes. All right. Moving on. Yep. Paper Mario Color Splash. For the obvious reasons we sort of already yeah, talked, we already about, talked about, that that. it's like oh, but that game still strikes me as a bummer because they they still seem to have got the writing and they still te- seem to have got the style. Yep, but they just can't make a mechanically interesting game, or they don't understand that they didn't make a mechanically interesting game yeah. last time. They've made good games. Their first two games were great. Yeah. Ugh, what a bummer. Best rendered lemon. Uh, <laughs> one, uh, yeah, if we're talking about best graphics. Yeah, best rendered lemon in a game. Color splash. Uh, Recore. I kind of had fa- I had faith in this one. Well, that that one was like it was disappointing in some ways, but it wasn't nearly as hyped. Ever. It was. It wasn't <laughs> as hyped as as you expect, but. You know, it had remnants of retro working on it. You yeah, know, so that, and they were gunning for a game that sort of plays to that Metroid-y style. Yeah, well, and they maybe. just didn't land it. I just don't think that when you have remnants of a studio, I don't think I, I personally don't think, that ever, the, I don't think that ever counts for anything. Which I think that's just the, a marketing thing that they're throwing out there to try and get you to think yeah, that it matters. <laughs> I, I guess it depends which half of the studio did the thing, right? Like uh, you could assume that the good half of Infinity Ward ended up becoming Respawn, and that's why we got Titanfall. Yeah. Um, this might have been the cast off side <laughs> of... yeah who knows that's a bit harsh to say I mean, that's, yeah you can't judge but you're right it's a different team it's not the team so it's a uh, yeah but it's just some aspects there's, I still think there's some good ideas in there but it just but just didn't execute on them all. Like you know, the the idea of the combat system sounds actually kind of interesting. Like you know, they've done the Metroidy thing of it focuses your efforts on dodging rather than the shooting, which I like the idea of because uh, it works then. Why can't it work now? Uh, I, you know, I, I like the sort of 
there's some late game stuff in there about how you like construct your robots and things like that, and how you can customize them and things that could lead to some lead to some depth and some uh, interesting systems there that weren't fully realized. Um, but obviously, the worst of uh, well, it has technical problems on Xbone, which were a little unforgivable, um, and you know, plenty of bugs. And yeah, the the late game stuff sounds god awful. Mm. So yeah. Bit of a shame. It's one of those games that I think if it had another year, might have been something. Yeah, maybe. Speaking of games that could have been something, Star Fox Zero. <laughs> Pains me to put it on this list, but I have to. I, I kind of it just wasn't. That might be in that. Still hasn't beaten Star Fox sixty four. It still might be another case where it's like where you really expecting it to succeed. <laughs> well. It had that 50% chance because it had Platinum associated with it. <laughs> well, yeah, because Platinum are the 50% success. They are the 50% team, yeah. No, they are these days. Uh, and, yeah, t- it turns out they... When, when it's good, it's good. But when it's bad, it's really bad. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, the, the new control scheme didn't really add anything. It was... I mean, in some cases, made it really annoying. yeah. But there are parts of it. It did. It did scratch the Star Fox itch. I'll give it that. When it was when it was firing those old, its old guns, it fired them quite well, and it did it with a bit more speed and a bit more plomb. And there's a there's one level in particular that gave me a little bit of a Panzer vibe, and I'm like, ooh, come on, yeah, this is the direction I want to see it go. But never really gets there. It doesn't do the diamond thing right. That you know that Lilac Wars did so well. You know, it doesn't do the multi-pathing thing in a sensible way. It's yeah, it's, it just doesn't quite get to the heights that Star Fox has had. So I'm sat here going, "Try again, guys. Come on, Ninty." But well, it's hard to blame this one on Ninty not knowing what makes their games good because they weren't the ones developing it, I suppose. But... Well, you still had Miyamoto talking about playing under archers, yeah. <laughs> Which I guess I want you know that's something that. Technically, is good about Star Fox, I guess. I'm not sure it's even really in the game. Like that whole thing in, like that, that in the opening level in in Corneria in Lilac Wars, we do that thing where you jink between the 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 the, the well, archers and then that unlocks a secret route. That's not even in the game. But there's a few bridges and stuff that you can go over or under, right? Yeah, but they don't do anything. What do they? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, they don't. The secrets are really obvious. Okay. Um. Yeah. Star Fox Zero, what a bummer. Super Mario Run. I don't think that... I think we kind of knew that was going to be what it was. going to have much expectation on it. Yeah. You kind of want it to be great, because it's Nintendo's first proper full ray into mobile, but... But it wasn't... Well, at least from what I've played, it doesn't... doesn't... I'm not not interested. Super Pokemon Mystery Dungeon? Right, what? No, Why? No, because you were again just fine. You didn't quite in in, in didn't iterate en- enough on the well, first game. It was a very direct sequel. I, like you know, it was basically the same game again. Yeah, but that was fine. All right. I mean, the stuff that I they, you had they some, stuff like, that they did do to improve. Well, no, I don't. I don't think I had story problems. Just that it wasn't as good as the first one. Well, no. I mean, the, it, like the stuff that they did did add to it to improve it did improve it. I think my actual story problem with it was that it was basically exactly the same story when it came down to it. Oh, yeah, no, I remember <laughs> you saying that, yeah. 
I mean, uh, that's not even necessarily a problem. And it was kind of interesting to see, like, even though it was essentially the same story with exactly with basically the exact same beats, it was interesting to see that it like it was the same beats, but it was still like a different story fitted into those beats. Mm. <laughs> so it's like this is kind of weird. I like I know exactly what's going to happen, but how is it going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. a bit fit the formula too well. But it wasn't bad or anything. Really? Fair enough. I have scrubbed that. And possibly contentiously, XCOM 2. Because you're kind of down on it, Zach, and Dan's kind of okay with it. Is my general sentiment over the year. Well, again, I don't think this is going to... This isn't what, like higher than some of the other things on this list in terms of disappointment. It's like, if you're disappointed about it, it's mostly the same situation of like seeing where they missed opportunities to actually make it better yeah. than they did. <laughs> mm. And, you know, shooting through floors. Well, sure. But that that was like te- that was technically something that they didn't do. It's like they didn't fix it from the previous game, essentially. Mm. <laughs> All the line of sight problems. And it was just it, it like made worse by the modular by the levels, level yeah. design now. All right. So, where do we sit then? Wait, was there anything else? No, not on my list. If you've got more, please add. I was thinking, well, we're doing most disappointing, right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, as, as you may have told, this, this category doesn't necessarily apply to games that we've played. It's just like, because they would have, you know, they come out, you see the reviews, you, you get to watch a quick play of something of, that people have done, and then you make a snap decision, and then that I mean, disappoints. I, I so, would be tempted to say, like... Pac-Man Championship Edition 2? No, not really. That was just like that was just like a cheap sequel. Yeah, that kind of <laughs> is what it is. I would be tempted to say something like maybe Royal Coast Tycoon World, but that's like that's not really disappointing as much as just being disappointed in the, the fact that it continued to be shit forever. <laughs> like it never became a good game, and then they just shitted it out. <laughs> uh, I guess we were expecting it to be bad. Yeah. That's that's the other problem with the most disappointing category is when you have a bad thing and you expect it to be bad, but it's not actually that disappointing. That's not actually when it's that bad. disappointing no. <laughs> your, your hopes were already dashed. Boy, that thing is bad though. Yep, sure. Is. From what I've seen of it, spine-based coaster building seems like a neat idea, but you know, the rest of it. So we're down to No Man's Sky, well, Battleborn, No Man's Sky, Paper Mario Color Splash, Recall, Rollercoaster Tycoon World, Star Fox Zero, Super Mario Run, and XCOM 2. As legit disappointments. But there's no actual discussion about what's going to win, though. <laughs> you reckon? <laughs> Come on, I mean, nothing is ever going to beat that ever in any disappointments. <laughs> And I don't are you really that it. hype for it? I can't believe you're that hype for it. I'm not it. saying that it's like necessarily the most disappointing for us. I mean, it probably is the most disappointing for us out of those even. Yeah. All right, so hang on. Let's let's blend in the, what I mentioned before, the regretful purchase category. It, does No Man's Sky kind of... Do, do, does it, it irritate you a little bit that, that you that you went in? A little bit, yeah. but just because it was a full price game, that was like a mistake really on their part. Mm. They should release it for a cheaper price. Because because yes. my entry in, in in the regretful purchase sort of concept would have been read out in that I probably paid too much for what that is. Yeah, I know you shouldn't really judge things by the money you spend, but there's something about that game just never. 
I've put a lot of time into it now. I've put like 11 hours into it. Like, and it's, but there's something about that game just feels like, okay, this isn't quite what I want from, yeah, a, from an AG racer. And it's, I don't think that was even that disappointing either. Because, that because was, it was a punt. Well, yeah, and because you sort of already suspected that it might not be as good as it, you wanted it to be. Yeah. <laughs> I'd heard good things, was, 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 was my guide on that, that, you know, for a few outlets or fans of AG racers said it was, said it was the bee's knees. And I thought, well, let's let's get in on this then. Let's give it a go. And it wasn't quite the bee's knees. Because it's like, even if you're talking about most disappointing for us, it's like, you've got, that award is irrelevant to us. That's not even... <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take it out then. Well, it's only relevant in the sense that it didn't fulfill yeah, but up my moment. What I'm saying is, are we going to, is this literally going to be most disappointing for us or just things we were most disappointed with in general? It's kind of the same thing, isn't it? Not exactly, though, because when, if you're saying about most disappointing in general, it could be things that we haven't actually played and just are disappointed in the in what happened to it or whatever. That's a bit both. I think it's that's 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 all the sort of same idea, really. It all all, all has that same feeling of ugh. <laughs> yeah. But in some ways, you can't like for things we haven't played. We can't be sure that those are the most disappointing because we haven't actually experienced them to know whether it's as bad as we think it is. No, but you can be disappointed without having played something. It's like hearing a review of a film like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles being bad, like for all those people that really wanted a good nostalgia trip with Turtles, and then hearing that Michael Bay has taken over it. That's a disappointment. You don't have to see the film for that to be a disappointment. I mean, clearly, like, if we're talking like that. Yeah, I still don't think anything is going to be worse than No Man's Sky. Even <laughs> even Color Splash. I even, think Color Splash is the closest. Color Splash is a real bummer. I'll get because I I did get. I think I got more hyped for Color Splash than I did No Man's Sky. Well, yeah, uh, because of the you know because of the lemon. Yeah, because because <laughs> of the lemon. <laughs> because of that one specific thing that looked really cool, and it was like okay, that the, looks really cool. The thing powers, and yeah. then as it turned out, there was no mechanics. No, nope, there's no mechanics again, to it. And it was totally random, yeah. That's basically exactly the same situation as No Man's Sky. It looked really cool, and then when you actually saw the mechanics, it's like, oh, (laughs) fuck. But but I don't need to play that to make that decision. Sure. But that's why I think No Man's Sky is worse, because it's just like... Because you did play it. Well, and because because what they showed, you know, we'll talk about it again later on, I expect, but what they did show technically showed stuff that wasn't real. Yeah, that, that first that first trailer, that first that first gameplay trail is the worst offender by a long way. Uh, all right, I, I, have you got any arguments, Dan, against any uh, for or against No Man's Sky? Uh, not really. I don't. Ha- I I. <laughs> Yeah, I get that if you play it, then you'll be more disappointed. I mean, the thing that disappointed me about No Man's Sky, despite all the promises and everything, I mean, the main thing was the variety in the 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 uh, creatures and 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 worlds. Basically, I wanted it more spore-like, where there was kind of, but because I don't think there's that much. Although I guess Dwarf Fortress is an example of where, or even Minecraft of where procedurally generated stuff can generate stuff that's interesting again and again and stuff but it seemed like those creatures like there's really only 15 kinds of creature right and then there's yeah. slight, slight variations on them and that's kind of not what they 
promised and i don't i think and also just like that's not really possible to make a, a totally crazy creature except you could in spore because it was done by people and then and it because, was crowdsourced like, in basically spore it kind of didn't matter yeah and they yeah sort of, and their engine could animate them to like most extent. mostly okay <laughs> yeah i mean that was pretty they clever basically, no man's sky basically needed the spore-repedia sure but that, that, and, it been, and it probably would have been a better game <laughs> i mean but yeah the, more the, more creation stuff like potentially. no man's sky's Hmm. I don't know. The Not there no isn't Man's... any. Yeah, go ahead. The other uh, problem with No Man's Sky's creatures was that they like even if there are fifteen kinds of creatures, there's basically only actually two kinds of yeah. creatures, like herbivores and carnivores, and that doesn't even matter any, at all either. At all either. <laughs> it's like uh, ones that are going to try and attack you or not. <laughs> but it's not about whether it, for me, it's not about whether it matters to the gameplay really, because it was never a game in my opinion. It was always <laughs> a look at all this. Look, I go to this place and it's totally different, and no one's ever seen anything this yeah, crazy. That, and that, then that, I go to this that's other one place. Of the most- in a weird way, it's like I, I can't—I can never reconcile in my head whether that was a, a super appealing aspect of that game or not. Like, I like—I really like the idea in in theory. Yeah. Of just if if the universe is that vast and that well realized, to just turn up somewhere and be like, "Oh, I've and never no seen this before." No one's that ever seen bonkers. this before. But in yeah. fact, but you have—you've just seen it. It's a slight variation or combination of things that you yourself, not even people in general, have seen multiple times before if you've played it for any length of time well, that's the i've, I've seen a green budgery go instead of a blue budgery yeah <laughs> exactly or whatever so that i mean and it's obvious uh, even without having played it that there's only x that there's only 15 kinds of carnivore or whatever because you see the same ones again and it's like mm. yeah they this move one's in got... the same way and they behave in the same yeah, way but, and it's like... but that guy's got a slightly frillier face yeah so that's the sad part for me the fact that in the way, generations can't they've... even do that much cool. I don't know. Because, like, at least in Minecraft, like, the caves, they may look the same because textures are all the same stuff, but no one's seen that that cave before, if you dig down or whatever. Unless you're on the same seed. Unless you're on the same <laughs> seed, yeah. So, meh. Disappointing. Should win. No Man's Sky is the most disappointing game of 2016. Zach called it. Um, <laughs> everyone, everyone called, called it. it. Yeah, the entire world called it. Not soon enough, though. It seems. <laughs> well, I guess. All right. Best original music of the year. Uh, yeah. So I'm 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 looking specifically for either the entire soundtrack or a specific bit of a soundtrack. But it has to be unique to that game. It has to be been written to that game, not licensed. Those are the only rules I apply to this. Okay. Uh, it can be from any game, played or not. Um, might be tricky for us to do unless we can sort of play examples or get hold of <laughs> well, stuff like that. So. Well, this is what we happened last year, which is mm. like at some point we just have to agree to pick one. <laughs> yeah. Irrelevant of whether we actually know them. So, so hold on, because I've got something that's like a. I don't know. It's a song. It's a traditional song, I suppose. That so it's not written f- for the game, but the arrangement is for the game, and like maybe mm. I don't know. It could work, I suppose. Like, yeah. is, is, is it in the same breath as that? Like if you had, if someone made a cover version of a song sort for of, a game, yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. Hmm. All right, well, I'll allow it. Yeah. Anyway, what are your so, noms? My, I have three nominees. 
the obvious one being Doom. Because, boy, that soundtrack is bonkers and awesome and fits perfectly with that game, and there are parts of it you really can listen to outside of the game and just headbang. It's quality stuff. Such a unique sound. Uh, yeah, quite quite, quite enthusiastic about that. But it's just, it's just so mental. <laughs> uh, overcooked. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, I really like that ba- that basic you, kitchen music. You like your French kitchen music. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a bit of accordion in there. It can't go wrong. Uh, it's really catchy. Ends up in my head. Uh, and also, I'm I'm not sure. I, I, honestly, I'm not sure about this nomination. But if there's any bit of music this year that has got properly properly wedged in my head, it's been the Overwatch music. And I don't even really think it's that good, but it just has wormed its way into my head. Like I just can't. Yeah, it's a, the tunes are always there. They follow me. <laughs> mm, I guess. But I've seen the later category where that's more important. Yes, sure. <laughs> uh, yes, that's all I've got. Really, I don't think it's been. Uh, I mean. I am tempted to to nominate Owlboy because what I've heard of it so far, in the, in the, I've only played a couple of hours of that, but from what I've heard so far, it's it's pretty good. Kind of like a bit of a dust vibe to it, hmm. but better produced than dust. And, and sorry, Hyperduck, like I don't mean to throw some shade your way, but yeah, it's it's quite. Well done. Quite swelling, quite adventurous, quite moody, and where it needs to be. But I, I, yeah, I really want to play the rest of that game. I think before I can consider it seriously. But from what I've heard so far, I'm quite impressed. So maybe I do put it on here, sort of preliminary, sort of, just just as a note, just to say it got nominated. Um, and notably, I'm not putting Thumper on here. Because I'm not 100 percent sure I can call that music. <laughs> <laughs> it's integral to the game, but it's not. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I struggle with that a little bit. But uh, any idea? Any, any more? Any more for any more? What does Dan say? Well, I was just going to say that. The Civ Six score is pretty good. It's not Papa Yes. I did think but... that would be the one you were talking about. I mean, you said like classical yeah. and stuff. I mean, the fact that you can play for fucking fifty hours and not get and not want to switch it to something else is pretty impressive. And what how it works is, I mean, you've you've played it, right? Oh, you haven't played six, I suppose. I don't know how it works in the in the old ones, but anyway, it, it's it sort of works. It works I think I really it off well after a while. But oh, but... I haven't I haven't turned it off. I really like it. Uh, but it took me a guy... really long time to get to that point. In fairness, like I think it's the same guy, but he's obviously. But the thing is, it's got like themes for different sieves. I don't know if it did that before. Yeah, I think it did. Um, I think you'd, right. you'd hear more sort of, especially if you're playing. It was super noticeable if you were playing Japan, for right? Instance. Yeah, but you don't just get your own theme. You get the themes of the sieve that you're you're playing with, kind of blended, mm. and that's kind of kind of cool. And it it does it in a really like n- not at all jarring. I don't know. I can't tell when it switches between the tracks or whatever. So it's obviously quite clever how it works. But the 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 I like the theme for the English sieve. It's a variant of 
are you going to Scarborough Fair? <laughs> uh, um, I, I probably could have predicted that. <laughs> and it, it starts off quite sort of quaint and country, and then it gets really sort of more epic than you'd expect for that tune. <laughs> Um, hmm. naturally to reflect the kind of massive British empire that you get to, I guess, with England. Uh, so yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Um, but it's not, I don't know. It's not like a red dead level of score <laughs> anyway. Hmm. Yeah. Not, not, not much is. No, that was fucking awesome. The Victoria theme music, you say? Don't yeah. do it now. Maybe we can just do that. No, it's probably quite long. <laughs> I don't know though. It's thirteen minutes. Yeah. Don't play it through the speakers into the microphone. Come on. We don't have any choice. Yes, we do. Not doing it. <laughs> it's gonna to be. It. But we don't need it recorded into our podcast. How else are we gonna judge it? Of I'm course, it's headphones. It's freaking long and ambient, isn't it? Because it's for yeah, a, and also that's for, not for a board game. You can't just skip to a random bit of it and hope no, to but hear you can it. get you can get a feel of how it fits with the game. This so is this a this terrible this, bit of podcast. So this plays in the background, right? <laughs> yes, as it is right now. Except in the game, you can actually hear it. <laughs> yeah, it'll It's better it in the game. <laughs> I don't know why you're being such a bitch about it, because literally other podcasts have put phones to microphone to get that point across, and it works just well enough. I don't think it does in those cases either. I think it, that's yeah, just, just a real bad bit of podcast doing, record anything through the microphone. How else am I going to hear what he's talking about? I you don't have to, we about. just discussed it. You don't have to do that for this thing, we just have to be... It's in, audio! We just have to be infused enough to convince other people to agree. Uh, don't, don't agree. Because you're not going to listen to all the rest of these, are you? I've heard the rest of these. <laughs> You're not going to listen to, for example, any of the Stardew Valley soundtrack. I mean, that was all good. Oh, I've sort of heard mm. a bit of that already. So I'm sure, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I I put that in the same category as like when we were t- when we talked about Terraria that other year right yeah, yeah it's, it's like, it's, just like it's good background music but you know it's one of those things where it's like you're not really listening to it most of the time because you're thinking <laughs> yeah sort and of you're concentrating on just playing the game it's just back oh or in Finna Factory where it's yeah, like yeah. it's just good background music you can sometimes realise that you're listening to and be like yeah this is actually a good tune it's, and quite nice, yeah. it's getting into my head and then I'll remember it in a couple of days and <laughs> remember the tune and uh, uh, what was the other one I was looking at I've already put on. Whoop, shit. Don't score like that game. Phone. Game phone. Phone game. <laughs> uh, there's another one. It's a game of phone. You're not going to put Amplitude on there, presumably. Um, for, the, for the ones of the, the Amplitude soundtrack that are actually original. My my problem is is I can't remember enough of it, and, and none of it is actually original. It's like, it's all... Well, some of them are remixed for that game, at kind, least. Kind of, but most of it is pulled in from uh, community members and things like that. Like, but, like people well, who kickstarted the game. Still makes it original, I guess. And it wasn't written for the game. A lot of these were, sub- like, submissions from people. Like, randoms. Oh, I remember what the other one was. <laughs> you put speedrunners on there, I guess. Don't you reckon? Because that came out this year, and I mean, it, I think I preferred it when there was only that one track. Because that one, that, that one the, track the, is the, the first best, track yeah. is easily the best, and it's just like it's so appropriate for the, it, yeah. If it fits the mood of that game, right, and the sort of and the, the trumpets, yeah, the transition when <laughs> the first person dies and it gets all dramatic. But it's quite ridiculous. That trumpet noise is quite ridiculous. Though. But boy! I don't know if it's the best or worst audio thing, if I'm honest. <laughs> uh, we were playing it last night, and Dan did go, what is that? 
It's a sound <laughs> effect. It's a terrible trumpet sound effect. It's not that bad. Maybe that will come up in the, the the audio thing category. Could do. And I'm very specifically pointlessly going to not say Planet Coaster for this category because that comes up later. Because I don't think the I think music it's... counts as music. Exactly. No, I don't, music, I don't think the music on its own stands, but it's, it's little tricks. Yeah, the music is more like an audio thing for yeah. Planet Coaster. It's, it's little tricks are, are better than the music that it's tricking with. So that comes in later. Yeah. Come on, guys, it's got to be Doom. It's got to be Doom, man. Okay, it's Doom. <laughs> well, you, this is one where you and Dan have at least both played that, so that's one that you could make an agreement on. Yeah, I guess you would have heard... And I'm not, I'm not enthused about the other ones to think that they're going to win. <laughs> fairness, yeah, some, some, I think they do use the sort of like main sort of metal-y themes in, that open, oh, yeah, in the Doom, opening Doom of Doom. music is a classic, if you're talking yeah. about like Doom 1. Oh, yeah, but they, they want to live up to their... <laughs> Yeah, they sort of do. They do take. I, I, I do love how they sort of take some of the ideas of the old Doom, and even even there are even certain bits where they blend some of the old themes in a little. But it's it's really very only a little. They don't just literally go. No, I think there is a um. There's a sort of fake. Um, there's a bit in Doom where there's like a fake. Um, like, um, what do you call it? Candy Crush style game. That you can find, and, <laughs> and that has and that has, and that that has like the original Doom, Doom music playing. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it might do that if you find the Turkey Puncher machine as well, because <laughs> that was in like Doom Three as well, wasn't it? What the Turkey Puncher? The, the shitty arcade right at the start. They had, I think that was still a Turkey Puncher machine. Even then, <laughs> probably <it>? was. Yeah. <laughs> this was Turkey Puncher Three or something. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I expect if we if we didn't think it was just exactly the same, you could say Pac-Man Championship Edition 2. <laughs> but though, that's basically, you know, they expended the enthusiasm for that one on the first game. Where it was ridiculous. Yeah, I can't say I've heard the soundtrack to that. No. Don't. I expect it's very similar, if not literally the same in some cases. I mean, I know music is kind of a personal thing, and I do like Dan's suggestion of Civ, but, you know, because that, that it has... In the same, it's in the same way as what you've been describing, really, isn't it? It's sort of the perfect background music yeah. for a game of that style. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure if we, did we t- split it between Infinifactory and Splatoon last year, or did we just go all in on Splatoon? I don't remember. <laughs> because Splatoon. Uh, I'm actually checking that. Yeah, you could <laughs> look it up and find out. If you could, uh, we, that, we, well, we gave it, we did give it to Splatoon in the end. It was between that Infinifactory and Ori, because Ori's music was really good. I think there's going to be a bit of that. Uh, yeah, Ori and Owlboy are probably going to share a lot of the same ideas. Right, I think, judging from what I've heard so far. I'm willing to do a split between Doom and Civ Six just because of the. Uh, admittedly, I, I haven't heard a lot of Civ Six, but I can, I, like, I can judge if if I'm judging it based on Civ Five. But it's like you always works. need separate categories for like best yeah, music, best, music and best, best backing music. Yeah, maybe right, maybe right. <laughs> so we don't do that, so we'll just make it a split. That's fine. It's like, we just move on. The thing for me with Doom was that it just 
it hits it, it hits you in the sense. Do you remember when I talked about DMC and like one of its like one of its most fantastic things is that noisier soundtrack, mm. and it's like it's so well suited to that game. And it's very rarely I think that about something. I'll look at Titanfall and go, ah, your music, it's it sort of fits, but it's not that special, right? Um, Overwatch's music isn't special, but it fits incredibly well as well, I guess. But it it fits way better than you'd expect, hmm. and is way catchier than you expect. Um, Battlefield, I don't like their new version this year. Honest, like, well, at least it goes back to the, like the, the original, a little bit more, theme. a little bit more original. But it's, it means even less than normal in, in that game. I don't know. It's I just don't think it's a very good version of their idea of remixing the original Battlefield. I feel like they could have done it a bit more fancy for the like nineteen eighteen style. Saying that, I quite like that that bit of Battlefield music where that sort of the Arabian themed sad music. Mm. Where there's like that 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 lady warble. Yeah, I guess. that's quite a good 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 bit of music. But then it's probably a bit cliched bit of music for that you know sad <laughs> warble music. <laughs> Doom and Surf, then, mate, for now. Yeah, I guess so. We'll never settle that one. Unless unless Dan's happy with it going to Doom, but you know. And we won't know. <laughs> <laughs> Doom. All right, then. Crash. Crash. <laughs> Orb. Welcome. Go through the arena. <laughs> Jump to reach the arbor. <laughs> Forgot about that. Too, <laughs> Jump here to reach the arbor. <laughs> In that ridiculous voice. Uh, the Zachary Burgess Most Time Award. I don't know why we're doing this because it's always impossible to even remember. <laughs> Go with your gut, man. Try to look it's it up on Steam. Yeah, except it doesn't work, because I was telling Rob earlier, it doesn't work because, like, Starbound came out this year, but I played it a bunch before it came out, and it's like, yeah. does that count? And how, how much of that was this year, even? Yeah, there's no way of actually tracking it using Steam itself, okay. except for games that came out this year. Thanks to Early Access. Thanks, Early Access. Yeah, fucking up our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Access. <laughs> Access. Um, I don't know. I... I, I, I it depends whether or not we're including games that we've played in it as well. Like, is it the most time across, or do we do individual time? We've done like, individual time spents before, but normally, <laughs> yeah. But we, but I, I normally coin this the Zachary Burgess most time because you have the most time and you spend the most time. Why? Well, I think we only started we only did it that way because when we combined them individually, it didn't matter what your ones were because my ones were always more. Yep, yep, they always, always, <laughs> always got eclipsed. Um, so from what from what I've seen, it's probably a toss up between Factorio, Planet Coaster, Rocket League, and Starbound. What? You just like what? You need to make this a little better defined because Factorio hasn't come out, so does that still count for yeah, this category counts. specifically? Yeah. It's most time you've spent in a game this year. And Rocket League came out last year. Yeah, it's not. I'm not limiting it by that. It's most time you've spent. Well, yeah. Well, in that case, it would just be Rocket League. <laughs> you reckon? Well, yeah. Clearly the most hours you've spent on any game this year. Well, considering it didn't go out until quite late last year, and we've continued to play it for this entire year. <laughs> hundreds of hours. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah. 
I think even in my case, it's Rocket League. Yeah, probably. Although Overwatch, I, I'm not sure it's that far behind. I've played a lot of Overwatch. Well, Overwatch has the Team Fortress effect. Well, I guess Rocket League has it too, but it's more in Overwatch where it's the Team Fortress effect where like, you just play a round and you think you just play another round, but then you forget that the oh, rounds are like 20 minutes. You just keep going. Oh, with, <laughs> with Overwatch, I just keep going. Like Overwatch games are pretty short. Well, like, relatively speaking, yeah. not as short as Rocket League. No, 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 definitely not. Definitely not. They're not like the like six or seven minute blitz that you get out. Rocket in Rocket League, League, you forget how many rounds you you have played. Yeah. In Overwatch, you forget how long the rounds are. Yeah. <laughs> in, in, well, Overwatch, they, they, in Overwatch's case, it's like Team Fortress, where but, it's like you forget in Team Fortress that rounds can be literally an hour. <laughs> yeah, they they can go long. <laughs> they can really go long in Overwatch, um, especially if you've got like a really. Especially on a, on a, like a really tight King of the Hill game where it's like it's ever both teams have reached ninety nine percent, and and yeah, and the overtime never ends. Yeah, it's uh, it's tense. But you don't have a woman shouting overtime, 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 <laughs> overtime, overtime. <laughs> yeah, you, well, you do. There is a woman that shouts overtime. Yeah, but she like does that. it once. <laughs> <laughs> that, that bug doesn't exist. <laughs> overtime. Uh, all right, so the Zuckerberg's Most Time Award is once again Rocket League. I say once again, I don't know what it was last year, but probably not Rocket League. It probably hadn't ramped up enough time by that point. Uh, no, apparently we both put in for Rocket League last year. Oh, okay. And then put in for GTA Five. Maybe that was course. because we combined like our time for that, whereas like we both spent a lot of time on it. Yeah. What, what took What took your time this year, Dan? Probably Civ, I guess, now. Like, that probably took over. You, did you replay GTA? I can't remember this year. I did replay it at some point. I think it's probably Metal Gear. Oh, yeah. Anyway. It's a good shout. Just put a lot of time into Metal Gear. It's like... Did you, did you get as far as 100 hours in that in the end? I don't know if I got that quite that far. Anyway, uh, for me, it was quite a lot. I like that game. Game of the year should be lol last year. <laughs> yeah, look, looking anyway. back, it, like, we should have considered it more, but I hadn't touched it. We did. Yet. It was like top two. It was anyway, higher. We did it was higher. It. Yeah, better than any games this year. Anyway, anyway, sorry. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Definitely, Ooh. come on. <laughs> Not even close. Uh, yeah, that's, absolutely. That's, yeah, no sure. doubt about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Zach's, Zach's new category idea coming up now. The Ridiculous Brand Action Award for the dumbest use of a game's branding. <laughs> yes. Not for brands within a game, which is something that we wish we could have a category for. Well, because <laughs> Chief Beef would win. Yeah, because yeah. it's Planet Coaster and all its hilarious fake brands. Yeah. Cosmic goo. <laughs> so, Ridiculous Brand... Did I brand... tell you about the pizza, pizza one? Pizza Lento? Yeah, no. <laughs> We're in the winter patch where they patched in a pizza shop. Oh, I think you did. Yeah, I can't remember if we talked about it on air. Well, it's basically it's it's another sub brand of Chief Beef, the pizza shop. But oh yes, you did. I guess it. they couldn't call it Pizza Prison, <laughs> so it's called Pizza Pen, which is like I get what you were trying to go for, but that kind of sucks. Should have just called it Pizza Prison. <laughs> has it got a symbol? Is it like a pizza in the shape of a? Like, well, it's a uh, pizza a with like a thief mask. Pizza Pen. Does it Unless have to be alliterative? Chief Beef. Yeah, Chief Beef isn't alliterative. It's not, but, you don't know. have to be alliterative. It well, it, 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 it technically is, but... It's rhyming. Yeah. yeah. Rhyming or alliterative, I suppose. One or the a other. form or of both. alliteration. Um, but yeah. But it could have been like Jailhouse Pizza or something. I mean, why... <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's I mean, you had Hot Dog Squad, which, you know, that, that doesn't really rhyme. Yeah. 
That's more of a rhythmic thing. Yeah. So it seems right. Pizza lente. No, it's Mexican. Mexican lente. There we go. <laughs> if it was pizza lente, that would be different. Pizza lente. So yeah, there's, that, those are brands that we're not talking about in this category. In no. this category, we're talking about poor people use... doing weird things with their brands. Yeah, poor use of existing brands. Uh, Battlefield 1. Come on, it's, it's, it's the Paper they... Mario thing again. Just do that. Surely. Stop What's screwing up Paper Mario. Mario. Or Paper Mario Color Splash. Yeah. Is that a terrible name? Uh, oh, it's the naming. I thought it was poor use you, of existing you... brands. Well, well uh, it's not really... It's not really use of the brand, is it, that, that's bad. It's just that the game is bad. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's that's that's, that's slightly different, I think. That's like, you know, it's how, how you... That game portrays itself as a Paper Mario game. That's fine. So we're talking about marketing. <laughs> kind of. Not yeah. exactly. Well, it's just like making bad decisions about the branding of your game in some way. I guess. Oh, right. Oh, so Zach okay. has a problem with the one. Yeah, I even have a problem with Battlefield 1 being called Battlefield 1, because A, that's dumb. It's Because when... <laughs> it's just like one. No game is ever one, unless it doesn't have a number on it, in which case it's, it's implicitly one. So you can't suddenly call a game one, because that... <laughs> it's bold. It, I'll give him that. It's, it's bold. It's one yeah. It should have just been called Battlefield I. No. That would have made sense <laughs> from the World War One context when you would have maybe seen a Roman numeral going around. I one. think it made sense. It's, for yeah, them it's and it still one, but it's like it makes more sense. Mm, yeah, maybe. Okay. I mean, I you're the only person I know that doesn't like that branding decision. I also like, just everyone think it seems looks to be dumb. pretty pumped by by when it <laughs> was first announced. Mm. Yeah. Still could have been 1918. I mean, come on. They get away. Would have been the first game boring. wasn't Battlefield, was it? It was Battlefield 1942. Yeah, well, that, that, that's, that's how why they this did could have been 1980. Yeah, but that would have been boring. And that's why they did this this way to be different or whatever. And it apparently it's not it worked. Cool. <laughs> it's not they, cool at all. They were trying to be cool, I guess. I don't, know, I, yeah. I don't think it's bad. I think it's fine. No, I think it's all right. It grew on me. I, I think it was dumb. I thought it was dumb at first, for sure. I think it fits with the game not really being very realistic. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So what else we got? We've got Pokken. Because that's just funny. More more like... (laughs) That's just a weird decision to be like, it's like Tekken, but it's got Pokemon in it. Pokken. (laughs) (laughs) It does seem like the laziest form of blending those names together. I mean, unless it's like... Unless it is like a weird translation of some Japanese thing where it makes more sense that from Japanese or something. Yeah, it maybe like... it means something. I don't know. Pokemon. But it was just pretty funny where it's just like, let's just mash these two things together in a weird, lazy way. <laughs> Even though it's not got anything to fucking do with Tekken, really. It's no, just like, it's a fighting style, like, kind of. doesn't play a lot like Tekken, but yeah. And it's not made by someone from Tekken. Well, it sort I of mean, is. Kind it's of, made by Namco, right? But but that they, barely they, counts, really. But they were probably busy on Tekken 7, or whatever it is. Yeah. 7? Yeah, they're 7. That, I don't think that really counts. It's not like they... It wasn't like Street Fighter cross Tekken or anything. Mm. Where it's like, that's literally them trying to mash two things together. It wasn't like the Pokemon company and Namco said, hey, you've got Tekken and we've got Pokemon, let's put those together, because that makes perfect sense. Mm. It was just like, we're making a Pokemon fighting game and we need kind of help with the fighting part because we've never done that before. (laughs) So there's that. Yep. Total War Warhammer. (laughs) (laughs) That's also just funny. That's pretty bad. In fairness, that is... 
That's god awful, in fact. I mean, supposedly that was only like that because the Warhammer brand refused to let them use the Warhammer brand in anything except for Warhammer. Just yeah. straight up by itself Warhammer. Total Warhammer, yeah. <laughs> they probably didn't like that. And then the, there might have been them from both sides, right? Maybe the owners of Total War. But we've got to make this clear that it's a Total War game. Why Why did they ever change it? I guess they changed it years ago, but why did they ever change the Total War part to... It was better when it was last. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't make it... uh, Total War flows a little better than Total War Warhammer. Rome Total War, Shogun Total War. I mean, it didn't... I mean, the argument is that the emphasis wasn't on the franchise name. It was on the the individual games and maybe it should be like Call of Duty 1, 2 or whatever, Black Ops or whatever. But 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 I I think, yeah, it was cool because it was different. Shogun, Total War. Mm. Rome, Total War. You still knew what you were getting into. Warhammer. I guess it's Pride and Place Total on the War. box, maybe, at one point. I don't know. Yeah. If they were worried about the box. <laughs> yes, I guess. It seems like they, they changed that. it at the wrong time to be worried about the box. Yeah, I don't think they care about boxes. Yeah. Anyway. It's just the War, Warhammer problem. Salting Total War, problem, War maybe, Warhammer is definitely bad. I would agree. That would Could be have been nice. a sorting problem, I guess, that the Total War games were I didn't expect they cared about that either. <laughs> really. Maybe. Well, it depends if they're looking. At, if you look at a Total War game and like, you see them like all together, it's like, oh, well, maybe they'll buy several. Metroid Prime Federation Force because that's putting a brand on something it shouldn't have been on just to get people to buy it. Basically, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is way more concise. <laughs> way more concise than that bit that we just cut out. Yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we need to go into that anymore. Even that's basically it. It's yeah, it's it's fairly soulless, and it's just it just it's just playing on. Hey, we make a Metroid game, guys. Come come here, come here. Oh, it's a multiplayer shooter on your DS, and barely has anything to do with Metroid. And you have to play multiplayer at some points to actually progress. And yeah, yeah, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. And finally, Picross 3D Round Two. Probably not finally. I think I fought with that one, but yeah, there's that. Round that- Round Two is a bit of a weird name. That's yeah, it's a bit of a weird name, and also like Picross 3D maybe didn't really come out in Europe, as far as I remember. So it's a bit weird that the second one came out and they called it <laughs> the second one. I mean, yeah, I guess it would have been weird if they didn't call it the second one in Europe. You'd be back to like the Final Fantasy three versus six thing. <laughs> oh, right, they just called it Picross 3D, and it's but it's not. But it's, it was, it's actually two. <laughs> hmm. That would have been weird as well. That was. I just thought that was a bit. bit the name is just slightly strange as well. Mm. Round two just is like what? Why even? a second round of puzzles? <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Mm. Uh, so what was that other one I was looking at? <laughs> oh, I've already forgotten again. Excuse me. Oh, this isn't necessarily so much to do with the name as much as it is a weird thing to do with the game, I guess. But the whole situation with Fire Emblem was just weird. Where they were like, we're going to release three games, oh, the trip, but the they're not going to be the yeah. same. And it's like the different games are sort of the difficulty mode, and two of them are physical, and one of them's DLC. It's <laughs> like, what? What is even going on? Why would you do that? That is really odd. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. It's 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 again a bit of a. All right, Nintendo are becoming the new EA, right? <laughs> they're not that bad. In, in, they're not quite that bad, but they're, they're, they are, they're, they're sort of starting to experiment with practices that you might describe as a little shady. 
It's like this is just an excuse to buy three games, right, for the price of one. Yeah. Or for the no, well, three, not for the three price games, of one. Yeah, three games for the price of three games. But yeah. that could have been one game. Yeah, that could have been one game. Well, I mean, maybe they couldn't have been one game. Maybe they could have only been two games. There's still a cartridge size limit at a certain point, and there was actually, you know, like more content. They weren't exactly the same in content between the two main versions. Still, yeah, that that strategy is 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 nuts to say the least. I, don't, I can't say it, see it being appealing to many people to do all three. No. Or even two, really. Yeah. Bummer if you picked the hard mode option and didn't realise what yeah, you were doing. Yeah, if you had got into that without knowing. If you just thought it was like a Pokemon situation where it was like, oh, it's just going to be different characters in this game and it's going to be the same otherwise. It actually locked the card, didn't it? Or something. Like, if you had a physical copy and you and it gave you the choice that decides what story you play. Does it lock the card to that I version? I don't remember how that exactly works. I think you could buy the different versions. Oh yeah, you had to, but if you once you'd locked it, like you got like you got like a free version with with the decision you make. Although the third option is not available right at first, and then whichever one you pick, that 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 cartridge gets locked to that version, and then you have to purchase the download for the second one hmm, or something. I don't know. Yeah. Which suggests that, that, that the both versions are on the same card, if that's true. Maybe. But yeah, both the first two versions, anyway. Yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts. I, I sort of didn't like, I don't like any part of that, really. It's, it's confusing and horrible. And I'm not sure if this counts for this category, but I can't, can't think of another category to really put it in, so I'm just going to say it for, for now. But the situation with Roller Coast Tycoon World and how they really quickly shitted it out one day before Planet Coaster came out just to get it out there before them. <laughs> That is basically like just. It's not really a brand thing, exactly. That's just no, like that's... evil practice. It's basically saying that they don't care about Roller Coaster Tycoon anymore, surely. They're just sort of saying, well, we tried. It's got a bad name. We'll just it's just out. like it went through three developers and got rebuilt like at least once, and then. <laughs> And then they quickly shit it out just before Flat Coaster, just because they needed, they wanted to get ahead of the curve. Hmm. It's cynical, and yeah, I can't help but think that they just don't care about the words "roller coaster tycoon" anymore. Yeah. And like it, like that they they have killed that name by putting this game out. <laughs> wow, well, yeah, in the state that it's in, they'd spent too much money to not put it out because mm. they'd already been working on it for so goddamn long with all these different developers. But then they didn't actually bother to finish it. They were just like, "Cut your losses and run." Yeah, maybe they made something out of early access. I don't know, but. Probably not. That doesn't really fit with this category. But I couldn't think no. of what category that would fit in. Yeah, it's just, just, <laughs> just like evil people being evil. Yeah, honorary mention <laughs> somewhere in this process for it being awful. <laughs> so there's that. Total War Warhammer, man, come on. It has to be that. Yeah, oh, that was dumb. It's it's just the worst idea. But the thing is, it's not a terrible idea for a game. No. It's just a terrible idea for a name. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it rhymes, so it must be true. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Total War Hammer. All right. Moving on to a positive. The best graphics slash best looking game of the year. Now, I'm not quite sure whether we... I'm always in a bit of turmoil about whether we should split this out a little bit into like what game looks... Whether we consider like aesthetics and graph- technical prowess in the same thing. But they... 
for the most part these days, they sort of are one and the same thing. Like a game with a lot of technical prowess is a good looking game most of the time. No, you know, both in style. You just want to be able to say it, some indie game has a really distinctive look or whatever. Yeah, kind of. Separate from like something made by Dice. <laughs> Yeah, but I think actually in many ways, like those two, while you could look at, like, okay, let's just get out there. First nomination is Battlefield 1, yep. which obviously Frostbite is an incredible engine and those games look amazing and they run well um, versus something a little more arty like Overwatch, which doesn't necessarily push the technical boundary, but is doing a lot of neat character design and fantastic animation and stuff like that. Not really a technical achievement, but really good looking in different ways. I think those two should be able to fight each other. <laughs> but then I've also put Owlboy on here because that Neo Geo look is cool. I like how that game looks a lot. Uh, I've also put Doom on here because that id tech engine, boy, that can do some stuff. I mean, I'd, the only time that engine... That engine's designed exactly for that game. It's designed for corridors and rooms and having a big-ass fight in that room. Um, it is not good at dealing with large open spaces. So it's almost the antithesis of the Battlefield engine. <laughs> uh, but it does that very well, and it ran so well on my machine, and it's it, it, it looked really nice. Um. If do the only thing against Doom is their slight realism filter, I suppose. Indoors looks way better than outside, but you know Mars, I suppose, and Hell is all a bit brown and murky and stuff like that. I think that game perhaps could have done with a bit of a uh, turning the saturation up a bit and make it a little more colourful. Mm. But but uh, otherwise, it's a pretty great looking game. Um, Forza Horizon 3, because it still impresses what they're able to do with the X-Bone. To be you know, just how good that game looks running on that hardware at 1080p. It's pretty good on PC on that 4K, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, but the, the, only, the only thing against it on the PC side is that the port isn't particularly brilliant in terms of graphical efficiency. Like in order to get it running at 4K at anything other, if you were trying to run that game at anything other than 30 frames per second, you're in a bit of trouble. Yeah, um, it will run any resolution you want at 30 frames per second, absolutely fine. But that game was clearly not designed for running above that, um, which is a bit of a bummer. Sad times. It also doesn't support the steering wheel I have, so either st- any of the three steering wheels <laughs> I have. So screw that game. Uh, I really want to play that game. <laughs> I still kind of do, yeah. Just wasn't in the mood for it this year. Uh, Overwatch, as I mentioned earlier, for some hella cool character design and lovely animation and good effects work, and the whole package comes together in a really nice and appealing way. It's yeah, it's pretty great. It's a, it has an identity, which is a hard thing to achieve. It's yeah. It's pretty special stuff. Um, just, you know, the, the the thing about like Overwatch is like it, it made the, those hilarious freeze frames of the um, uh, was it the bend and the squash and stretch frames in the animation. They weren't afraid to like sort of mess with reality, I guess, to like make a make a cool animation there. And you know, there are frames where people's faces contort to ridiculous angles because in motion it looks great. 
stuff like that. It's a it's a pretty great achievement. Uh, yeah, as I said before, our boy for its Neo Geo look. I really like that look. Um, I've put the witness here yeah. because that's quite a that's quite a look. You know, talking about achieving identity, you sort of look at a screenshot of the witness, whether it's a puzzle or not, and you can sort of tell it's the witness. Yes. Uh, and also Thumper, because that game would be nothing if it didn't have its have its speed and its feel and its and that's very much part of its look. Is that as as much as its uh, handling and, and audio? You know, the whole thing comes together in a way that and it's uh, again pretty difficult thing to achieve. Hmm. Uh, so that's my shortlist. Got any more to add? Pretty good. Hmm. Don't have Titan Force <coughs> in here because I, I don't really think that game's a looker. It doesn't no. really push the boundary, like visually. Um, it's better looking than the first game, but not by much. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, everyone says that Planet Coaster looks really good, and it does, but I, mm. like, at a certain point, it's like. It's not. It's not. Amazing looking in detail because it's you have to be able to see everything. <laughs> yeah, because it's a god game. You zoom out and then you don't exactly see all the detail. And then when you zoom in, the you know at some point you can only scale do detail so small because mm. you don't zoom in that far. I gotta say it's it's kind of impressive just how many people that that it, that it does handle and that all of those have faces <laughs> of a sort. It, yeah, do you know <laughs> what I mean? It's like there's a there's a and you know it has an unusually good lighting engine for its ridiculous lights and yeah. nighttime scenes. Some some of that stuff was quite you know yeah. It's like oh you can actually put a coloured light in a bush and it will, it will, seems to light correctly and look a bit moody and stuff. It's yeah. There's more to it than you'd think. Yeah. Uh, what else? I mean, theoretically, you could say if you were just talking about. The style, you might be able to say that Super Hot has a style, but I'm not sure it's that amazing. It's, you know, it's. I feel like even though I feel like it's been done before, the kind of idea of like, I guess it's like a portal test chamber at a certain point. It's just like the white environment with the things you have to interact have color. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but it's also there's more to it, like in that in that there's a sort of CRT flash sure, of text like on screen, the, wor- and... the real world part of it. Yeah, that as well. Mm. <laughs> There's a lot of style in that game, for sure. I'm not sure I like it, though. No, I don't know. It's like, it's... it's they could have made it a bit more fancy in the in the VR-ness. Yeah, maybe. VR styling of it. Yeah. A few more particle effects and stuff. Yeah, maybe. Because, you then, know, it's slow motion. You have a great opportunity to have things fly around really slowly. Mm. Like, sort of like paper and shit kicking up or something. I don't know. Yeah, then paper and shit would be against its yeah, style exactly. in itself. But yeah, there, there, there's, there's something to what you're saying there. Yeah, bits of bits of random debris just being there and hanging about would be kind of neat. Um, it's sort of like in a similar way, like like Redout tries to do something a little different with its high set, uh, highly desaturated colors in places. Like each each some of the levels are like very much like the lighting is quite extreme. So even if you've got like a blue car, it will look like orange. 
because the lighting in the world has such an effect. And they, you know, they 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 stick to that. They don't just try and dumb down the light. This is what well, this planet's lighting is. This area's lighting is like this. We're not going to dumb it down so your cars still look like the color they are. You know, I kind of like that they went all in on their lighting model to be what they wanted in for. But and that they sort of do this flat polygon thing in that game as well. There's actually not that many. Uh, I don't know if what you, I guess you'd call them fully textured surfaces. They're sort of like most of them are sort of flat in some way, like the grow home effect, I guess. Mm. Uh, and it's kind of, it's kind of neat, but that game has other visual problems that are like that sort of ruin it. Like, I don't know that they, they have a very high quality motion blur effect, but there's the, but it's a bit too long, if you know what I mean, and a bit too pronounced. So it's a little. It's in, it's over enthusiastic <laughs> about how much it blurs <laughs> to the point where the game is actually easier if you turn it off. Mm. You know, it's gameplay affecting. Right. So yeah, I, 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 that's, that's that's the only reason Red Out I don't think can make it here because it's got some neat ideas, but it's sort of it's not quite polished enough to hang with the big boys. And and like Mirror's Edge looked pretty good. That is like Mirror's Edge always looks good. It's another dice engine. Yeah thing and I don't think they did as good a take on the on the stylized city thing as they could have done if they just no, I stuck think closer to the first game's setting and just made it look nicer yeah I think they backed away a little bit from the starkness of the first game yeah if you know what I mean it was a little too busy a little too well, real well, man. yeah I mean not even that it, it could have been busy in some ways it's just they didn't I guess like you could say that in in the new mirrors, there's like it wasn't communist enough. The buildings were too different. They went all just like here's the same. Every building is going to be white, and it's going to have these same kind of window panels and same doors, <laughs> the same doors. And like they're they're more like actual real skyscrapers, and it's like they can be completely different and still next to each other <laughs> and have gravel on the roof and air conditioning and stuff. I don't know. Well, the air conditioning units were always yeah, they were always there, but there's yeah, it, it was busier. And not necessarily in a in a utopic pleasing way. I mean, it did sort of look better at night because it had night, I suppose. Mm, yeah. You know, okay. once you once you get the neon going, and it's like, oh yeah, yeah this yeah. is like a cityscape with cool lights and stuff. Mm. <laughs> All right. You got any more? Or is that the short list? No, I think that's it. Uh, all right. So how do we, how do we how do we feel about this? What's standing out? For me, it's Battlefield and Overwatch being the being the two front runners. Because yeah, Battlefield's a hell of a good looking game. It doesn't animate particularly well <laughs> in places. I don't think I've seen enough Battlefield because my system can't run it well enough mm. to actually see it be good. Well, I did see it a little more in the single player where it mysteriously ran better. Mm. <laughs> the single player in particular looks really good in that game. The certain certain parts of it look fantastic. There's certain there's something about the mud in that game looks pretty great. Might be the best mud in a game. Hmm. I guess that's the game to get it right. Hmm. It needed to, didn't it? That's <laughs> pretty great mud. But then that that Overwatch animation, though, man, it's, it's quality. Just McCree pulling his gun. Something, <laughs> something about that. 
So now I'm sort of feeling Overwatch. Although, I don't know. It's not very technically proficient. Like, there are definitely flaws. Like, the texture detail could have been way better. Mm. Can, you know, there are definitely, like, moments where you look, you can look at some items in that game and go, mm. and um, there, there, there are uh, certain effects don't look quite, certain explosions in particular, like Farah's rockets, for instance, don't, they, they sort of have a cartoony explosion graphic, which doesn't, qu- which doesn't animate at like 120 frames or whatever. Like it animates at 30, you know, it has that sort of problem that it's clearly a canned like sprite animation. And it's like the, the elements like that stand out as not being so hot um, in Overwatch. Um, I guess they were targeting it towards like who's the most amount of people that can play this kind of game because Blizzard do that. But it still looks pretty great. Mm. Also glitches out the least. <laughs> I mean, that counts. Yeah. Battlefield does a lot of, lot of weird little odd things like you know the revive animation is is is, is still a bit broken where the, the character stands up for a frame and is then on the floor and then their cloak twitches around as it catches up uh it's still, it's still a bit weird and it's like even the little tutorial video they show of someone doing a revive animation has that sort of weird twitchy animation in it it's like it could have just fixed that well maybe it's still you know it's still a problem of for battlefield is i, I I would assume in Battlefield that the ragdoll's the client side, right? Because <laughs> there's no reason for guess, them to be server yeah. side. Yeah. Which is why sometimes when you're trying to revive someone, it's like they, they don't think you're standing on top of them, but you actually are on your screen. Because <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> huh. Yeah, that's a, that's a bit of a, could be a bit of a problem. Yeah. But in any case, even if it's not, even if it's not, even if the position is server side, the actual like limbs and stuff don't have to be. Mm. So, in so, to some extent, you're never going to be able to make an animation that sorts that out in a smooth way, really. No, I can sort of, <laughs> I can sort of forgive it for doing a bit, doing a little bit of twitch. But it's the fact that it has a frame where the guy's clearly stood up right for a split second. I just find it more, more. I the animation I have a problem with revising is the first person animation. <laughs> I always find it incredibly disorientating where your view is like as you like stand back up. Yeah. <laughs> it is very wobbly, isn't it? Yeah. Uh dunno, what you I I think I'm gonna struggle with like recommend Forza, because although I've seen it in in motion, I don't think I've seen enough to cast like Solid judgment of its whole thing because Forza Horizon Two had that. It's 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 such a nitpick, but then like the most annoying thing in Forza Horizon Two that it's like modeling was like was pretty good except for when it as it transitioned in time. So well, like no, no game has ever yeah, had smooth yeah, time I, transitions. Yeah, the shadows always moved in like noticeable steps. And uh, while that's fine, while you're driving along, if you're doing like the the notice board hunting and stuff like that, and driving around little little trees and stuff like that, you can notice it real bad, and it's like, ah, oh, not quite there. And imagine this is the same, but I imagine in Australia also looks way better than Europe, doesn't it? More varied, uh, yeah, at least. more varied. <laughs> but then, yeah, big shout out to the Witness for actually being a relatively good looking game with a style. That had a purpose. Yes. A style with purpose. Now, there's there's a tricky thing. <laughs> Wait, its look is in, is 
somewhat integral to how it plays. World puzzles. Yep. Spoil Leo go get that spoiler in there. Well, <laughs> world puzzles. Not just not just world puzzle world puzzles, but puzzles that are based on things in the world. <laughs> like the yeah. tree branches and stuff. Yeah. It's important to be able to see those clearly. So yeah. you have to think about like the backing that you're standing next to or whatever. Really clever. And the solid colourness of things. You know, it had to be rendering a certain level of flat lighting yeah. in many places to be able to be able to um, yeah, to achieve like visible puzzles that function in the way that the rest of the game does. It's a yeah, it's a super clever design. It's got to go to Battlefield though, right? Yeah, I guess so. it's got to go to Battlefield. I mean, I know I feel a bit of it's a bit of a cop out that it's just a technical. Win, well, it's just but... that Battlefield wins every year, essentially. Yeah, but but boy, like there's there's some stuff going on in that game. The thing is, the it's web- the best looking game of the year. That's the trouble. Yeah. The, the weather thing is neat as well. The transitions are nice and smooth, and yeah, really do change things. It's yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a bloody impressive looking thing. Even the air fight, that air fight bit of the campaign looks good. It wasn't as noticeable as like Battlefield Three's one though. When you actually get in the jet in Battlefield Three, I think that oh, that, that was, was a ma- more amazing. That was a massive next gen moment, right? The whole jet sequence in Battlefield Three, yeah. where it's just like, oh wow, okay, we've we've stepped up on hardware in hardware here. Like, like I didn't really can... notice it in one. I was just like, oh, I'm just flying a plane. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. wasn't surprising in any way. I think you'd already been treated to that incredible opening sequence, which I think looks brilliant, and the um that first level with the tank, you're like, you know, there's something about you know, the tank going through the mud and then it transitions into that misty forest and it's like all of it looking pretty realistic. And then you've got the crappy stealth bit, but you know. Yep. <laughs> it's all stealth. Surprise. Yeah. Nothing to do with tanks. Mm. <laughs> well, the, cra- the crappy stealth bit in the town. Well, that's the first stealth, isn't it? The, where it teaches no, it's you forest to, first. Where it teaches, oh, is it forest first? Oh, it's a bit where it teaches you to throw a distraction. Like, that's it. No, that, that's later. That's in, that's the, later, that's in the air campaign, isn't it? Oh, okay. Where you first crash land on oh, any yeah. yeah. I mean, you can do it in the tank section. But it doesn't teach you in the tank section. Well, it doesn't specifically call it out. Okay. <laughs> Battlefield and I never use that anyway. <laughs> I used it occasionally. It was pretty useful. It only ever drew one person, which was useful. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's not a proper game. <laughs> no. <laughs> Battlefield 1, best looking game of the year. All right, here we go. It's time for another fun one. Now, is it? Coolest audio thing. Coolest audio thing. Yeah. So, here we go. The nominees are the Battlefield one, Revive Inhale. I don't know about that. Or is that the worst? Yeah, that's, well, I don't know. I don't think it left an impact on me either way, so. <laughs> it makes me laugh every time it happens. Cause it's so is that cool or is that bad? That's a good question. I really don't know. It's enjoyable. Because <laughs> every day, yeah, just to put it in context, every time you get revived in that game, you don't just go, and you're alive. It's, <laughs> it's like, it's a really ridiculous, like, uh, like, like, like you're coming out of slow motion and gasping super dramatically. It's, it's a strange sound. <laughs> It's not quite sudden enough either to sort of let you go, oh, I've been revived. Yeah, I guess. It's not like the, the everything turns yellow and it goes bling, 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 bling. 
And then Mercy shouts some stuff in Overwatch. That's how you do a revive. <laughs> yeah, but that's like a long that's a long revive animation as well, technically. Yeah. Since most of the time you're not you're not seeking it because you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> And in fairness, they cop out a little bit on that one. It's just let's just hide everything in really bright bloom. The guy just stands up, like he's just standing. Yeah, he just appear basically. There's no animation to it. Yeah, in that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Battlefield One revive inhale. Chief Beef. Yep, Chief Beef, <laughs> and the other various like incidental. And well, I guess this is the category to say just basically most of the sound stuff in Planet Coast, and, like music the... transitions and the way they layer different versions of music into each other. Even like just when you're in the game, it, like when you're just when you're letting the game run, it just that there's basically no music. You're just listening to the the theme park, and if you know if rice have music, you hear that. But then when you like when you pause and you start building or anything, or you, I don't think you even have to pause. But like once you open a building menu and start editing things, then there's music which comes in, like the editing <laughs> editing stuff music essentially. And there's various tracks, but those come in. But then like as soon as you close down all the menus and just go back to the park again, it doesn't fade the music out immediately. It like like. I don't know what you call it, like mute, mutes it or like drops some of the tracks. So it like yeah. goes into like a backing track mode for a while before it actually fades out. So then if you like, if you close the menu for a minute and it fades out like that and you reopen it, it fades everything back up again. Hmm. So it like, so it's not jarring. Yeah. yeah. There's this, yeah. Like I mentioned, alluded to, there's some cool tricks in, in like how planet, I think that's a separate item to chief beef. Like how, Pla- <laughs> okay. like how planet coaster handles its music transitions <laughs> is pretty great. In fairness, I should, it's possible to say that Doom does a lot of that as well. Doom's music does shift around as the battle does. Right. But I think it's a lot, lot I think the cuts are a lot harder. Sort of intentionally, because the hits are a lot harder. Sure. It's like when you do a glory kill, it will cut to a special like glory kill sting and then move to a different bit of the music or something like that. And, uh, yeah. So it does that stuff, but I, yeah, I wouldn't say it's as, it's as smooth and as, uh, controlled as Planet Coaster handles it. Um, uh, yeah, so f- the, the Overwatch end of round swell and freeze noise. That's kind of a cool moment, right? At the end of every round, it's like the music is building towards the last few seconds. I mean, it's, it's, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it's round cool. over. Well, it's, it's cool feeling. It's cool when it actually does that and it doesn't oh, get yeah, it goes into, extended by some overtime bullshit. Yeah, happening. it goes, it's if, like, duh. He <laughs> just yeah. gets stuck on this like and then just sort of goes ding, 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 for a while while the while the overtime bit happens, <laughs> kind of ruins it in yeah, a way, a little bit, a little bit. But that that, that the bit, when it when it when it fits, it's a it's a pretty well executed thing. It's like combined with the sort of screen filling that goes on to to say defeat or something. Sure, it's like it's that's neat. I like that. I like that a lot. Um. I've, I think I've questioned myself with this next one that basically says, does Thumper really count here? Because <laughs> the whole game is an audio well, thing. Well, that's why you it's... were talking about it not being music. So yeah. that's why it's in this category, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> you don't whole... think it's music, but it is an audio thing. Yeah. The, ho- the whole game is an audio is an audio thing, but it's... Uh, and and there's, there is a certain feeling to certain actions in that game. Like I would I would call out perfect turns feel good. And... Uh, the fl- a flying pound on it 
um, on an already charged thumper square. I, I know that means nothing to you guys, but like <laughs> when you do it just right, you'll be in the air and you'll slam down to the ground, but it will do a double freeze. So it'll be like, oh, you're about to slam. Bang, you've just slammed. Boom, this thing comes out in front of you. And it's like nice, the, the pauses really sort of emphasize it. Sucks if you're in a complex rhythm section and that happens because <laughs> obviously the double freeze throws your rhythm out. But uh, like uh, during the boss fights, and that's the last action in a particular phrase. That's pretty great. Uh, and finally, <laughs> this definitely doesn't count, but I'm putting it in here for comedy value. Star Fox Zero, how they brought back the good luck noise. Because <laughs> that's a classic. Good luck. And then they had... Um, um, Peppy say barrel roll a lot in one level. <laughs> That's definitely not cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they're, they're my uh, coolest audio thing entries. I only remembered it thinking about Game of the Year, which probably means it didn't really make much of an impact. Except, I guess it did at the time, but like, I did quite like how the um, like starting and ending mission music in XCOM 2 like the, the, it's just a nice bit of dramatic backing it's like well, like while you're fighting with your squad set up it's just like yeah. dramatic music to set you in the mood for going into a fight it was slightly over dramatic i think compared to <laughs> the last one but yeah that was good and you know it continues into like the loading screen and stuff so yeah like, that's quite nice yeah yeah, and I don't think. And also, I don't think there's a category for like how I, how much I liked the XCOM two loading screen. Where it's just like it's just your guys sitting in the back of the Sky Ranger, and then like the red the lights go on when the on. game's finished yeah. loading, <laughs> and it's yeah. time to deploy. That's pretty good. That's <laughs> yeah. pretty good. That's good. Style. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So the squad set up loading music. I guess. Yeah. Uh, any more suggestions? Any more banging hardcore tunes? Any more? Well, this isn't for tunes. This is no, for audio things. Guess, yeah. Specifically, yeah, not it's music. Just a thing. Just something, <laughs> that, something that it does in your ears. Yeah, I couldn't really. I was trying to think if Mirror's Edge did anything particularly interesting. It still has that same kind of like the music fades out slightly when you're at top speed or whatever. Does that kind of washed oh, out looking the, the high pass on it? Yeah. yeah. But it's not exceptionally noticeable, I guess. Yeah, I mean, Red Out does that as well. When you're flying, it will high pass the music, but that's kind of normal. Yeah, that's, for... that's just like that's just what games do. Yeah, for AG races, that's, <laughs> that's normal. Yeah, I think that's probably it. Probably, probably it. Probably. You know what? I should have I should have brought up earlier in the sort of best looking thing. Sorry, just to go back. It's not. It wouldn't have won, but just a callback. Quantum breaks like fracturedness effect. Right. Really kind of yeah. cool. It actually works. Yeah. And the, the level of detail in the um uh in the in the the, the time freezing fracture set pieces and the the, the carefully organized destruction therein. Really very neat. Good job, guys. Good job. Oh, and the facial animation. Man, really good facial animation in that game. Like, really good. I'd sort of forgotten about Quantum Break, and I'm remembering it now, <laughs> which is why, why I'm shouting back. So I still think Battlefield wins, but that's, that's some, it, that game does some good stuff. Uh, 
And I think that that game also also had some fairly neat uh, sound effects on some of the time shatter stuff. Like when things happened, it, did, it made some made some neat neat little noises. But most of the time, they were subtle. Like sort of like just as things glitched about a bit, there'd be like subtle sort of noises. Okay, that was quite effective. And uh... and you know, just to say this because everyone was obsessed with it, but you know, super hot, super <laughs> hot. <laughs> That's super not actually that good. Hot. I don't know. Quite I quite fun. like that. It's quite I like that. Yeah. I find myself saying that even though I've never played the game. <laughs> that's how good that's that the is. Thing, though. I think it's like yeah. if you haven't played the game, you don't find that as annoying as it is. <laughs> Maybe. Super hot. hot. <laughs> that well, was it's, great. Quite, it's quite satisfying to say, actually, isn't yeah, it? Like that? It is. <laughs> Should probably play that game at some point, but the VR version of that looks killer. <laughs> Oh, right. What are, what are we thinking? Chief Dude, that is what you're thinking. Oh my, oh my, I, I haven't stopped thinking about <laughs> it. Fine, it's Chief Beef. Winner. <laughs> it's, it's just such a stupid moment in a game about, like, park management. You're just, oh, I'm just going to set up the sign. I'm going to make it look all good. And then suddenly, Chief Beef. <laughs> it's, it's so dumb. Probably not cool, but dumb. <laughs> it's cool in its dumbness. Chief Pete, we had a good discussion about that. Though. That's all that matters. <laughs> we made up for the dumbness of our selection by at least talking about them all. Yep. We paid ho- enough homage. Uh, I haven't actually got anything for this category, but Dan had a suggestion for the worst audio thing. Okay. Um, Let me think. The the civilization. Bu- I've, put, uh, I've actually thing, written Bavarian, yeah. but Barbarian Village Spawn. It's not. The, the sound itself is fine. It's just when you hear it, it makes you so angry and annoyed every time because it's a random roll or whatever. And it just means, mm. I guess, and it just means you've lost the roll, I guess. But the freaking. You clear out a Barbarian Village and then you go back to your civilization and then it goes. Bum, 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 huh. and you're like, oh no, another one's born. Then you go and find that one and crush that one. You come back, and it keeps happening even like throughout the. You like they're supposed to. Vivarians are supposed to fade away. I guess this isn't the sound's fault, but they're meant to go away. <laughs> like, and they don't. Like, I, by the end of my first game, I literally had one helicopter that was flying around my homeland, home continent, destroying barbarians whenever they spawned. <laughs> I also, I recently discovered also that the barbarian villages. You can see them in the fog of war, stupidly. Oh, Although they're quite hard to see because the fog of war is like, well, not fog of, yeah. No, no, the reveal parts, yeah, the fog of war, which is the reveal parts of maps that you can't current, you don't currently, you don't currently have vision in, yeah. have vision in, yeah. You can actually you find, and that's kind of a kind of inked map in, in this game, and you can actually mm. see the barbarian outposts. So when they, when you hear that sound, you have to scan around for where the where they've spawned, but it's just ah it's annoying. Ha! All the time. Yeah. yeah, I can sort so, of I can sort of see why that's on here. That, that I think that's allowed, right? Like it's, the sound itself is totally fine. In fact, it's pretty good, mm. but it's just annoying. 
I think we had a similar sort of fight about the dirt rally beep, right? And that the the sound, except the opposite side, that that was the sound itself bad. is bad, but its usefulness is 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 handy. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that was more about well, sounding bad. The uh, more relevant one was the um, what's it called? The fucking detective game, the fail noise. Well, <laughs> we've already forgotten everything about it. The fail noise in the detective game. <laughs> What is that fucking game called? The one with the faces. <laughs> what? Oh, what, LA Noir. That's it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the fail noise was quite annoying. That is like, it's, oh, it's yeah. nothing to do with the sound, it's the context yeah, of the sound. Yeah, it was the context of the sound. <laughs> yeah. That was incredibly annoying. And that came so annoying because it could have been so good that they like rewrote it. Like, like the reason they fail with that, I mean, like, We've gone over this before, but like the middle option, the kind of neutral option, was originally like intimidate. <laughs> so whenever you choose the hmm, I'm not sure option or the doubt option, your guy goes insane and starts accusing them of stuff, even if they're like a rape victim. He has a go at them. And it's like, what? No, I wanted, I just wasn't sure. So I put the middle one. Oh, I lame. just wanted my yeah. eyebrow to raise. Exactly. I just wanted to raise my eyebrow, and you're like going, just... lame. Anyway, I'm gonna have a fight with you. That was crap. I looked through this whole list and I couldn't really see anything, anything else that I thought of that was a bad one. I did find another good one. <laughs> well, I mean, I could argue that there's not a lot of audio feedback in Red Out in general for things like collisions and stuff. It feels a little empty hmm. um, on that front. As it's not irritating per se, but it's like it's. It feels like something that should be there. There should be an impact noise of some sort. Oh, I did think of another bad one. I've got one more for both. I thought of another good one, which which was not really going to be a chief beef, obviously, but I did like the oh, set for cool audio. Thing. Yeah, for cool audio. Oh, we're back on cool audio. Thing. I did yeah. like the sound that the like the light bridges in the end of the witness laid. That as you're drawing them out. Oh yeah, that was pretty cool, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a really cool sound. And then in the bad sound category, I just remembered that it's not even like one sound specifically, I guess, <laughs> but it's just like every everything in No Man's Sky that tells you that you're running out of everything. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Any of the warning noises, it's like, oh, you're running out of sea energy, you're running out of gun energy. It's just like, because you hear it all the time, because you're never not running out of something. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. <laughs> That's almost on, that's almost on a par with my um, was it my last year uh, um, nomination for analysing uh, yeah. when, when Metal Gear is it where you're permanently looking at people and analysing how good they are and it's like analysing. I don't know why I didn't find that annoying. I get why you would. Mm, yeah. It was just because it was the same every time. Yeah, and you did it a lot. I quite like that woman in general, though the, the the voice of your computer or whatever. Oh yeah, no, no, don't don't have a problem with her at all. It's just just that one repetition. Yep. So I didn't it. like. That I guess the... there's only two nominations for that. I suppose, I suppose it did get annoying as well because she'd always said the same thing. She only had one canned response. Yeah, basically. but at least she was a computer. I th- I feel like the helicopter mm. pilot should have said more different stuff. Yeah, yeah. There was times where it's like. Um, Arrived at Mother Base. You know, that, the, the yeah. Oh, yeah. Has arrived at Mother arrived Base. At you, Mother heard, Base. you heard that a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's like, um, this is Pequod. 
Arriving shortly at LZ. I've got yeah. one, more, one more bad audio <laughs> thing, which is definitely not as good as as bad as those other ones. That mm-hmm. uh, when in Planet Coaster, one of the at least, there's at least one oh, crowd scream, scream on one yeah. of the on one of the like you know crowd screaming noises is for some reason really low quality, like noticeably low quality. <laughs> And it really sticks out when it, even though it's mixed in with a bunch of other ones. I'm like, why is that one screen really bad? <laughs> mm. Something they could quite easily replace by just getting a new recording, right, and just replacing it. And, well, and well, okay, maybe this isn't necessarily for this crash screen, but I think they fucked up the screen noises in the winter patch. Oh, really? When they redid the thing where they were made, like they adjusted how people reacted to the rides as they were progressing on like roller coasters. I just don't think it sounds as good as it did. But yeah, mm. I don't think that's that could easily be fixed as well. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Yeah, okay. So yeah, that's that for this category, I guess. What, No Man's Sky warning noises, you reckon? Or the, or the Bavarian... B- barbarian. Uh, <laughs> Bavarian Bavarians. Because they're both pretty great cases. Well, know, they're both but... pretty much the same thing. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah. It's probably more constant in No Man's Sky. Although maybe it's, hmm, I don't know. Maybe it's more annoying that it's in a game that's otherwise quite. The, the, that's the thing in Civilization. There are, there aren't that many like random annoyances. I, I guess there, there are, are like people like declaring war on you suddenly for no reason. I suppose, but it, you know what I mean. There are, it's like a quite a slow. There, there's not that much like you click next turn and then suddenly there's some weird thing that you got to deal with. Like weird well, you surprise could say or something that, you couldn't like, see coming. The barbarian thing isn't necessarily even the only thing in Civ that would do that makes a noise repeatedly. Like you know, you get pop-ups and stuff constantly in Civ. Mm. No, they must have toned that down never, this year because they don't make any. Though. They don't make that much noise this time around. I don't think they're even irritating in five. Really, there's nothing that annoys me in Civ apart from noise, hearing guess, noise. I guess the barbarian one is like. I guess that had to have a noise because it's a non-critical one. Because like the pop-ups that tell you to like set your science and deal with this yeah. city and stuff, those won't let you end the turn until you get rid of them. <laughs> I'll tell you what are good ones if we were to go to a cool one. Like the pop-ups for the uh, the the sounds for the espionage. For some reason, they're like weird flutey sounds and do 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 or something, and they're pretty cool. I like those. <laughs> Even the one where you fail a mission is good. Like sounds cool. So. Yeah. Uh, like sinister, like flute warbles, like exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's I don't know. Nice. That's quite nice. I haven't, I haven't heard the beeps in in No Man's Sky, but I can imagine they're annoying. They do seem fairly constant from yeah. what I've seen. Which is a, I mean, for a game I, that's I, about exploring and relaxing, like having constant beeping that you're running out of stuff sounds incredibly irritating. <laughs> Can you turn it off in any way, or is it just always there? I don't think there's actually like options, <laughs> really options in those Sky as such. Huh. Yeah, Not fine. I don't think you could toggle like individual warnings or anything. <laughs> mm. Maybe you could turn the volume slider on, whatever that is, down, like suit noise or <laughs> something. Oh, uh, sure. But then you might get a useful one. Well, yeah, you mm. do kind of need to know that stuff, or otherwise you just die. <laughs> hmm. You just could do with knowing it in a slightly less annoying way. <laughs> More on-screen indicators, maybe, or more highlighting, I suppose. Yeah, when something important hits a threshold or something. 
Well, yeah, and yeah, I guess you could say that they maybe have it turned up too high in like into unnecessary. Like, I don't need to know where my suit power is at seventy five percent. That's like basically irrelevant. Yeah, when it hits fifty, maybe <laughs> thinking about turning home. All right, so what do you reckon? Oh. You, you, that's between you guys, I guess. This one, I, I have no. You go for it, Zag. That's fine. That sounds annoying. Yep. Okay. All right. The No Man's Sky warning noises. Worst audio thing of the year. All right. Last category before the main event. Okay. This is the baffling decision, dumbest thing, hottest mess, biggest WTF of the year in a bad way. <laughs> in a bad way. These are all, all right. negative, aren't they? Anyway, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> well, negative stuff's fun. We had some good ones. Come on. Like, coolest audio thing. Best <laughs> It's a good year for games, in fairness. So building the, the irritating categories was hard. The trouble with this category is there's, like, there could be quite a lot of stuff that overlaps with, like, most disappointing and stuff. Yeah, there's a little bit of that. But, like, this, this one I can put, you can pull in news that was, like, not strictly related to games, necessarily. You can. Um... So here we go. Uh, Palmer Lucky funding a pro-Trump meme magic. That's his own words there. Meme magic style site uh, called Nimble America <laughs> that ended up sort of, you know, as memes in the internet do, becoming quite racist and Nazi-liking and all kinds of bad stuff. And, yeah, as memes Palmer, do, you know. <laughs> yep. And Palmer Lucky was funding it. Good luck for Oculus. So there's that. There's the Counter-Strike Go gambling takedown. Yeah. Okay, yep, definitely not that one. Uh, it wasn't the takedown that was the fucked up thing. It was the whole situation. Yeah, I guess. Where, like, they had... They basically, one guy was running two competing gambling sites and they were basically trading money back and forth between them, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and also advertising it as if he was, like... A, he's, a, like, just a Counter-Strike player. It's like, hey, guys, I just discovered this site. Yeah. And they've been, yeah blatantly lying about it all. Uh, one man's lie. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sean Murray backlash. Uh, Overwatch's butt gate. About changing Tracer's pose to be slightly less arsy. Uh, Tetris Ultimate being unplayably laggy at launch. It's a Tetris game, for God's sake. <laughs> uh, Mario Maker on 3DS losing its internet sharing and level browsing. Yep. Uh, Fable Legends being cancelled despite some good early impressions and an incredibly lengthy dev cycle. And, and no, an example, an example of we spent all this money and time on it, and we're still not putting it out. Um, EA releasing Battlefield One and Titanfall Two one week apart in the busiest shooter season ever. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that was dumb. That was really dumb. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Any any of those stand out to you as uh, as discussion points, or what about Street Fighter Five not having Street Fighter in it? <laughs> <laughs> I love how you worded that. <laughs> well, it's all you know. It added the main Street Fighteriness in it, kinda. But yeah, it wasn't definitely wasn't a complete game at launch, but not by a long shot.
Yeah, it did kind of dampen the uh, um, no, just the whole buzz about that game, right? It's like it's not really been the same since it came out. It's like it's like it, you know, for for all intents and purposes, the uh, the the descriptions are that the fighting engine is still as solid as it's ever been. But no one cares. But no one cares because of how they launched it. Yeah. Now you've totally missed the important one for this category because it's one that doesn't go in most disappointing for us. All right. What's that? The whole Mighty Number no. Nine situation. I guess. <laughs> that was just a bad game. Well, I, no, I guess if it was a bad game and then the marketing. The marketing. Come on. Yeah. That's 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 definitely. The and worst you know, game. it was a bad game that wasn't anything like what was promised on Kickstarter to start with. Sure. Yeah. It didn't end up looking at anything like his, uh, his like concept trailers. Concept trailers. Mm-hmm. Cry like an anime fan on prom night. Boy, some terrible. Uh, I guess this would have been the category for Roller Coaster Tycoon World, but it's not compared to any of that other shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was always going to be poop. Uh, yeah, man. How would you pick it? I mean, the the, the the obvious one would be. Sean Murray, right? And just the lie spinning. Well, I don't know. Yeah, all the other stuff that happened after. Well, all the all the all the not stuff that happened afterwards. Complete silence. <laughs> <laughs> and then the fake or maybe not fake hags. Well, yeah, that's, that's highly weird. Yeah, that his account got hacked. And he, what did he say? When it was no, like the, 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 the Twitter account was like, we never should have released it. To the oh, yes. <laughs> like... yeah. uh, and how Sony have just been like not being involved in this. Well, that was good for them. Yeah. They were just like, oh, we can get away with just like, but nope. <laughs> Nothing to do with us. <laughs> we're not going to talk about that at all. We're not getting it on here. They just dropped it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Buckgate was stupid, but not really a big deal. No. Um, Tetris and, you know, was really stupid, but also not a big deal because it's just Tetris. Yeah. Mario Maker uh, didn't really cause a fuss, did it? Is that? Well, it's because problem. everyone had already like mm. everyone already knew the Wii U version was good, and yeah. it was, like the 3DS version. It was the same as like you could say it's the same as like Smash Bros. Which like you know the 3DS version is just not going to be as good as the proper version. <laughs> and in the in, the, in like Mario Maker's case, the proper version came out first, so yeah. it was really obvious that it, like, it was going to be the proper version. It's a massive bummer, but at the same time, it's just so bizarre that they decided to take out that stuff out. The whole like, oh yeah, we can go go online and download any any. Any level you want. When they're putting out games like Federation Force that have an entirely online, well, like and mo- mostly online, online requirement and multiplayer requirement, they take the, like the internet-enabled part of the game that made the first game magic and just go, nope, not here. If you want levels, you can find them on your phone or something. And it's like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty dumb. It's pretty dumb. And yeah, the Fable Legends thing, that's, that's, I'm not sure it's surprising, but that game was so far along, and the people that had played it so far had, had come away going, yeah, you know what, this is actually kind of good, for the most part. And they still didn't put it out, even though it was like going to be a free-to-play game. Yeah, they changed to that. I mean, that's bizarre, like not putting a free-to-play game out. <laughs> 
I mean, could it really have cost that much to run the servers than they could have brought in from whale money? Well, it depends what their microtransactions would have been. Yeah. Like maybe they never finished making them. <laughs> yeah, just really odd. Really odd, that one. So, all right, okay. Need to build a short list here out of these lot. Um, this lot. Do we... Uh, the EA thing is really dumb. Because like that, that seems one. like... Yeah, because that just seems like... Such a blunder. Well, because they were already fighting against Call of Duty as always. And itself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and gears. And, yeah. And, and everything. Uh, there's that. There's one man's lie. And, I don't know, maybe Palmer oh, Lucky? That's pretty bad, but it hasn't really affected Oculus in any way, so maybe not. Well, it's the same kind of situation as Iris, where it's like, after it happens, it's just like, quick, sharp. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't said anything. <laughs> He's definitely not, he hasn't been the face of Oculus since. No. Um, and he probably can't be again, or at least not for a long time. Sort of ruined there, like, oh, he's this poster child genius that's built Oculus. Which is mostly a lie anyway, as it turns out. Um, I mean, No Man's Sky is the biggest mess in mm. general. But what about for us? I mean, yeah, I mean, for us, I guess it doesn't make make, make a big difference, does it? <laughs> it's like the, the, the Battlefield and Titanfall thing was really dumb, but that's yeah. like, it's such a small thing. It's actually like a really tiny, like, it's a singular mistake rather I mean, that, than the No Man's yeah. Sky thing, which was a whole series of mistakes. <laughs> the problem is, is like, it's such a, yeah, it's one, mis- it's one mistake, but it's a big mistake in terms of Titanfall sales. Sure. It's like, in, you know, if if it means that that game doesn't get the support, um, you know, the multiplayer support moving forward, that's a, that's a bummer. If it means that we don't get a Titanfall three, they they done fucked up. I don't think that's going to be a problem. <laughs> it is EA after all. <laughs> mm-hmm. They don't ki- they don't kill things until they've made a literally bad one. <laughs> like <laughs> <Okay. Zinzini. laughs> uh, Yeah, I wonder if. Uh, uh, You'd like to think EA know that they've made a great game here, right? Regardless of what the sales figures are. Yeah, probably. And they're like, oh, we can give this another shot, and maybe they learn from their release window mistakes. Maybe. Let's put it out in March. It'd have been fine. Uh, Yeah. Blog. What are we down to? <laughs> I've lost a point. Pretty much that and No Man's Sky, I think. We're giving it to No Man's Sky because it's the biggest mess. Yeah. I suppose I suppose that makes Literally it... the biggest. I suppose it's it's made worse by the fact that the, the hype train was so large for it in media. Well, yeah, it, was all the, it wasn't really what happened with Sean Murray even there at the end. It was just like everything. It, yeah. it wasn't even yeah. really his fault entirely. It was like Sony were marketing it so much that he got dragged into being marketing for it and then he had to go and say stuff and then he said the wrong stuff. I guess, but it was, yeah, it was a number of talk shows. It was, And of um, course, before that even, there was the... Like the whole period where they didn't show it, yeah, <laughs> and they wouldn't stop fucking talking about it and not showing it. Yeah, for a really long time, and then there was well, it even made BBC National News, didn't it, to say, "Hey, this hot company, yep, <laughs> this hot indie developer in Guildford in their little shed, yeah, is making one of the most hotly anticipated games of the year." And it's like that's national news somehow. Insanity. Right here we go. Here we go. The big boy. Yep. 
game of the year 2016, which I can't stylize on my sheet properly, so it's got a little flag. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I haven't written down nominations. What you haven't? No. Why not? Because I just wanted. To... <laughs> I would have thought there would have been several obvious. Ones. Well, they're all quite, quite. Yeah, they'll be they'll be running off the off the cusp of you of everyone's. No, well, you you guys are, are as important as mine. So just just rattle them off. What do you reckon? Let's go. <laughs> Come on then, Zach. No, what? Like, <laughs> you should do your ones first. I don't know if I have a game of the year this year. I think Metal Gear is better than any game, any game this year. <laughs> Maybe Overwatch? <laughs> the outsider looking in. Game of the year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, would, you, would you not even put Civ 6 up there? I don't think it's game of the year. I mean, I, I like Civ mm. 6 better than XCOM 2, but most people don't seem to. So there you go. Given they're both for Axis, I don't know. I, don't, I, I think Civ 6 yeah. is the best Civ game I've ever played. Wait, so I think it's easy to look at Civ 6 and compare it to any of the other stuff we're about to say and easily say that it's not going to beat them. So hmm. it's still a great game, but it's clearly not going to beat most of this other stuff that we're about to say. I want to hear what the good games were this year because I don't know what they were. Well, in a, in a weird way, a lot of what we've played were technically good games, right? <laughs> Forza Horizon Three. Weird? I want to play that. <laughs> That'll be good. Yeah, well, we haven't, we haven't, we haven't hit too many duffers. I mean, my duffer was Star Fox, probably. Well, I don't think we ever do, do we? Uh, well, sometimes we get unlucky, I think. But so, uh, yeah, the, the, I guess the we have to throw the three, the three biggest shooters in this list for sure. Yeah. Um. So. Well, I'm, I'm not even putting Battlefield on here because I think Overwatch and Titanfall 2 are better games. Battlefield is, is one of the best Battlefields in a long time. And it's uh, I think it's a great presentation and I think it plays well I think it's and it's a lot of fun. But if I was to put that up against Doom, Overwatch and Titanfall, I can't see it besting them. I just can't. Do- Doom brought out a level of joy in its single player that... I wasn't expecting, and there's something very pleasant about being punched in the face in that Doom way. There's just not been a game like that in so long, right? To just to be able to just run around an environment as fast as you can, shooting things, tearing them in half, uh, and not having to worry about reloading and <laughs> management and inventory and all that nonsense. It's like oh, it's so refreshing just to play a game and go <laughs> like that. Uh, and then equally, like given like you know on on Overwatch's side, it's it was it was always going to be a highly stylized and highly polished game because you know Blizzard. Um, but you know what's what's really surprised me is that their their concept of having a lot of characters and maybe a little too few maps, but it still kind of works because every every match feels different enough because of the character combinations because of you playing a different you have so many different ways to play as yourself that it doesn't ever get old or at least so far it just hasn't got old which is it's like which is amazing it <laughs> were this last year it might have been part of the multiplayer games with not enough content section <laughs> yeah good weather then but they're 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 Go all in on what's that? Twenty-one characters at launch or something ridiculous? At twenty-one classes? 
and now it has 23. <laughs> it's something like that. I can't remember the exact number. I but feel it's... like it wasn't over 20. Mm. I was trying to think of them. Still, it's a, it's a pretty large number for a class shooter. Yeah. <sighs> That's why everyone said that, but as I argued on a forum somewhere, it's like, there may only be technically nine characters in Team Fortress, but that's not, that's not actually nine characters. <laughs> no, because you've got like, weapon loadouts and stuff like that, which Overwatch doesn't do. No. Um, your character is your loadout, effectively. But yeah, it was still quite a lot. Yeah. And it works. It really works. Um, uh, and in, a, in the opposite direction, talking about loadouts and stuff, Titanfall 2 expanded its loadout stuff. Which is what it needed. And that was enough, really. <laughs> that, that game's great. I've put a lot of time into it, and I find it a barrel of fun every time I play it. Um, it's, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't, like startle the senses in a way that Doom and Overwatch do in terms of their visual fidelity or in terms of Doom's just raw feel, but uh, it is a joy to move about in Titanfall even though you can occasionally get stuck on the geometry, you know, it can happen it's, <laughs> it's, the problem with a, like, a nice movement system like that is unless your levels are totally polygonal flat surfaces and stuff, like, you're always going to get the odd little thing where you can't quite go where, you, where your plan of how to get somewhere doesn't quite come off because you hit a little lump I guess, or, but like theoretically, you should be, you should be designing to prevent that. Yeah, it was like how they used to it's, oh, it's, in Team Fortress. There'd be like those wagon wheels leaning up against the wall that had collision geometry for no reason. Oh and yeah, they like, really you'd always get stuck against them. It's just like that's just you've just designed that badly. It's not necessarily to do with the level design or overly sticky outy door frames. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that always used to be a real bugbear of mine in TF2. Uh, but yeah, all, th- all three of those are great games. Whereas I, I don't think Battlefield really reinvents anything. It's just Battlefield, but it's a... well, and it did a kind of dumb thing of making Battlefield One too much like modern Battlefield. Yeah, it's a lot. Of... It's like... <laughs> There's just so many machine guns, and you have all this like stuff that's too technological for the age, even beyond that. When yeah. like, oh, your scope can change range and <laughs> all that stuff. You can take your drop off or something. Yeah, and it's, yeah. There's definitely, there's definitely some properly anachronistic stuff in there. Um, a little too much, or at least the, all, the, all the the good kit is too freely available in that game, I guess. Might be, they might have had some of that stuff, but yeah. the fact that I mean, it was everywhere yeah. in the game is... Not everyone should have machine guns, for God's yeah. sake. Where are the bolt action? There's not, even, there's not even that many of them. No, I would have liked to have seen a more bolt-action-focused game. Yeah, But it's still fun as it is, and it doesn't really, but it doesn't really innovate on the formula at all. Although War Pigeons is a cool mode. Silly, but cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's my that's my main three, I think. Well, fuck all that, because the witness. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you make a strong argument. <laughs> yeah, I like the witness. I'd probably go for that. It was... I mean, it's not no Metal denying, Gear, it's... obviously. I mean... <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway... <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yeah, it's the best looking game of the year and the best puzzle game and yeah, the best and indie it game. To, like, and... Actually have as much content as they claimed it did, surprisingly. Yeah. It was massive. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the witness. And you know, everything about the whole discovery program process. I think there was a lot more, I think a lot of that was front loaded. 
to be honest. It's like yeah, like the, a lot of the cool discovery is near was near the start of my experience. Well, it depends that. on like. I mean, there's obviously there's the one thing, the hidden puzzles that will hold malarkey, and it's mm. like that could happen to you at any time, essentially. I mean, there's the one really obvious one at the top of the mountain, which is kind of the one place where it's that's the one where you that's where it's trying it. to tell you it directly. Yeah. <laughs> that's the one where you should notice it. But like, yeah, well, as, as you can go watch the video that we did, like of, of me <laughs> the post spoilers, yeah, of me discovering what the hell is going on in the witness in that aspect, and it's just like, oh, it's such a eye-opening moment where you're just like, oh god, there's way more to this game than I first thought. But, like, it also depends on which part. And all of that is kind of pointless as well. Well, like, yeah, obviously. I mean, well, it's all pointless, technically. <laughs> well, that is the point of the game, that it's pointless. Well, yes, that's also true. But, I mean, it's like, in reality, you're not you're not getting anything even by solving the regular puzzles. I mean, technically, you turn on the lasers and you get to the ending, but that's, like, that's not even... You don't have to do all of them. You just do whatever ones you want. Mm. But the other, you know, we were talking about the progression of the uh, cool stuff being too front-loaded or whatever, that also kind of depends on which segments of the island you do in what order to some extent. Because some of the mechanics are cooler than others in terms of, like, the actual puzzle boards. Mm. Yeah, there were some irritating ones, for sure. Like the mirror, the, the sorry, the reflection one ran a little... Well, that was cool, but it was was too, cool. there was too much of it. it, I think <laughs> it yeah, I think they definitely did too much of it. And when you got to the water room... That got more irritating than cool. It's like mm. you knew what you had to do, but just trying to find the angle sometimes. Was, you know, See, I did that quite early on. So for yeah. me, that was like, I didn't oh, know yeah, that, that was other parts. Of... Yeah. Well, yeah, it's just you naturally go to that area yeah. quite early on. That was like the second area. But like, like a lot of videos I've seen of people playing, which are like most people don't get it when they first go to that area. Mm. Oh, no, that was good. See the clue, essentially. Mm. That was good. It... I'm not saying it's a weak part of the game. Just that water room was—it was like a sort of like uh, this was like I, that was with the first time in that game where I felt like turning it off. Well, it's just like you just kept going fucking downstairs. <laughs> it's like there's yeah. three levels, and then you keep going, and it's like oh Jesus, there's another cave you lost the water room. Yeah, <laughs> it was really, just too much of that. I mean, the video room was kind of neat when you sort of discover there's puzzles in it. I mean, sure, yeah, yeah. The, the, like the whole. The whole video, the whole FMV section was pretty ridiculous. That was another cool segment. The clips that they've chosen as well, boy. <laughs> well, okay, you don't like those, some of those are a bit ridiculous in themselves, really. Yeah. Like, I don't think I need to sit here and watch someone just sitting in a chair for fucking 15 minutes. minutes. Or whatever one it is, yeah. <laughs> Talking about nonsense. But then you had, like, the, you know, the way you even get those puzzles by solving the Uber puzzles, essentially, on mm. the six volts or whatever. I didn't find them all. Are you, you, I don't, yeah, well, I think you saw it, but I don't think you solved the the one on the boat, right? No. Okay, you didn't even see that. There was, uh, no, there was an incredibly long one around the boat that I managed to do, because you needed to be riding in the... Oh, you mean the, like, the visual, yeah, that one. Yeah, the the world puzzle where you have to be in the little But I meant the vault in the the boat. No, I don't think I did that In the boat boat, not the small boat. The the shipwreck. Yeah, the shipwreck. Yeah, I don't think I did that one. That's that's actually the hardest I didn't, puzzle. I didn't, I didn't find the room, in fairness. I didn't even know it was there. That's the hardest puzzle in the game, supposedly. Oh, and really? I, I can see why. Well, I think I said this at the time when I was trying to not talk about it in a spoilery way as well, but, like, mm-hmm. it's not actually a hard puzzle to solve in terms of, like, moving the line through the grid. Right. 
once you know what you're doing. And I like I basically worked out what I needed to do, but I just misinterpreted one thing very slightly. Hmm. And it was that was what was annoying about it. Because so I was like, like a unique mechanic to that puzzle. Then, no, I mean, it, like most of the faults, it's a combination of several of the other mechanics mm. in the hex pattern. It, well, oh no, it's just the door. The, the door. The door. Right. Where it's like it's a combination of di- three different things or whatever. If I remember right, it's a it's a reflection one. So there's two lines, but one of them is invisible, like the invisible line reflection puzzle. Right. Yeah. And it's like sound based. So, oh, cool! So there's like different noises. I really liked the sound puzzle, although the one where where you're in the bit bottom of the um, was it the room with the multiple lights that you can change the lights on and like, you mean the one downstairs? Yeah, what? there's like the, I couldn't figure that one out. Well, that's uh, I needed you told me how to solve that one. That's <laughs> obvious when you think about it. Yeah, but I just didn't think about it. But yeah, so you know the vault. The ship I can't remember it now, to be honest. But yeah. well, it's because like the speaker's broken, mm. so you can't hear the noise, which would be how you'd solve the puzzle. Yeah. But you only have to make the two puzzles match, so there's only one way you can solve both puzzles, essentially. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't think of that. But yeah, and then so yeah, that thing on the ship. It's like I knew exactly what I was meant to be doing. Da, 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 da. I just had worked out the I interpreted one thing wrong and then as soon as I went to look it up I I read a, I went to a web page and it, he just said one word and I was like oh obviously duh because <laughs> I got this one thing very slightly wrong so yeah hmm. those puzzles were good and like the end the bit inside the mountain with the light bridges was where it got ridiculous and look, I did like those wall panels where they just like completely fucked with everything it's like all the tracking is off and the colours go weird and <laughs> Oh boy, yeah, those are those the ones that flashed bright white and black. Well, sure, those were a bit really screw those. Bit annoying. Yeah, I did my head in after a while. Also, just that general light bridge puzzle, pain in the jacksy. Well, it's not as not as, that's not even that bad when you go back to it mm. when you have to do it backwards. I didn't bother with that. I knew it was. I, I kind of knew it's like I had a hard enough time figuring this out the first time. I can't. I, I just can't. <laughs> but and then you know, then after all that, after you've seen the fake ending. And you want to go for the real ending. The real ending is cool. And you get you get into the mountain, and it's like, holy shit, there's a fuck ton more puzzles down here yeah. <laughs> to start with. And the audio logs. I yeah, mean, the audio yeah. logs are generally kind That's of annoying fun. through the base of the game. Yeah. And then once you get the context, and you're like, oh. Yeah, the weird order, the, the descriptions of why it is what it is. Which I do wonder if they're like transcripts of real developer conversations, <laughs> or, if it, or if they're just put in there to mess with us. Probably not. And I did notice, I mean, this is just like one small cool thing that I just wanted to say. There's an audio log you find out in the island somewhere. I think it's in the castle. And at the end of it, there's like a pause and the woman just says, hey. And when you go into the mountain, you find the full audio log where she's reading the thing. And then she starts talking to someone afterwards. And it's like they clipped that audio when they sent it out into the island wrong. Oh, I didn't notice that. (laughs) It's actually really cool. Oh, that's neat. Hey. So yeah, there was a lot of cool stuff in The Witness. The Witness. And that's pretty much all I have to say about Game of the Year, I think. There's a freaking cloud puzzle in that game, isn't there? There is. It's not I, even... knew, I knew there was going to be. It's not terrible. Well, okay, there's technically two cloud puzzles, and one of them is worse than the other. <laughs> one of them involve a lot of waiting. Not a lot of waiting, okay. some. Some waiting. You just have to find the right place to stand. That's the actual difficult part. Mm. 
Because I, I could never figure out throughout the entire time playing that whether the clouds are actually moving. <laughs> well, most of them don't. That's why. Yeah. Because it's only the ones that are part of that puzzle are moving. Hmm. God damn it. The other cloud <laughs> puzzle is the more annoying. The black cloud. I don't know. I haven't done any of them. Well, did you see the black cloud? Did you see the one black cloud in the sky and then wonder why the fuck there was a black cloud in the sky? <laughs> yeah, I do remember the black cloud. I, I kept thinking like for ages that there'd be like a horizon one somewhere. Where it would be reflected in the water. Yeah, yeah, I thought that for a while too. Never, never found that. It didn't really fit though. Like the design of the line puzzles wouldn't have really worked with that exactly. The challenge really killed me on that game though. Like the, the last challenge. I just don't like it. It's a horrible, horrible thing. <laughs> It wasn't too bad. It just feels like it's so against the things that make that game good, and then it just throws you into a timed, randomly generated puzzle where your success just feels random. And I just can't do those cylindrical puzzles fast. <laughs> I'd always get if 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 I was on a good run, I'd get to that room and just go, oh, "I'm done." Like no, I'd like like have half the time left in some runs and just be like, "Can't do it." I just can't solve this ridiculous cylinder puzzle. I can't see what I'm doing. Yeah, I don't know why I found those cylinders easier than most of the other ones. I mean, presumably they were meant to be easier than most of the other ones because of the being part of the whole time limit thing. It's been way too long trying to do that thing, and that music will forever be... Worst audio thing, that fecking music. It was fine. <laughs> I mean, it's just the whole of that, okay? I mean, come on. Yeah, no, it's good. <laughs> it's, it's more the first half of it. Okay, yeah. The so annoying. So annoying. I'll forever associate that music with rage. <laughs> the Witness. Yep. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. That's more or less it for my game, yeah. I could say Planet Coaster, but it's, it's just like, it's not the best game ever, so it's not, not going to compete against the other stuff. Yeah. I, it's like, a bloody good game, and considering like how it it basically came out and was exactly what it was intending to be <laughs> for yeah. a change. Yeah. You know, I, 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 will, I will say I like Overwatch and Titanfall more, for sure. But it's really hard to argue against The Witness. <laughs> you know, like, even though I'm, I'm sitting here racking my brains going, what have I got? <laughs> what, what is the major problems with The Witness? What have I got? Yeah, what have I got? I've got, I've got nothing. <laughs> And as as we always sort of end up considering in our game in the end, Dan was infused about the witness to some extent as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all three of us for once. That's, that's probably the best game I've played this year, I would say, is the witness. Yeah. I like Firewatch, that was pretty good. But <laughs> Yeah. A game we haven't even mentioned yet in this whole podcast. Apart from probably when Rob read its name right at the start. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't have any categories for it. <laughs> didn't do a worst audio thing, so it didn't really fit. We did have a worst audio thing. No, I know. Firewatch didn't do one. Oh, okay, great. Dan was listening categories it's not in. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Didn't didn't hear the knot. Yeah, I don't know. I like that The Witness and and, uh, Firewatch are a nice trend of, like, first-person games that are um, not shooters. (laughs) I like that. Yeah, but don't put... even even And also with a stylized kind of world. Although yeah, and still the Firewatch isn't the a puzzle game, simulation. so it... Yeah, they actually have a game. Yeah. To some extent. I mean, Firewatch like is kind them. of a walking simulator, but not to the extent of, like, well, the Gone Home. Or, yeah. I, I, I even like Gone Home, but Firewatch is much more engaging. Than, uh, mm. I mean, it's much less, like, 
Oh, stuff happened, and, and you're coming back to literally. Firewatch, you're actually in the story rather than like reading the story, like like from audio logs, which is essentially all bits and bobs that you're finding in the world, which is essentially mm. what you're doing in the witness or or in Gone Home or in. There's the uh, thing I could, I could have put like Bioshock categories even. in where Firewatch would have been put in, so like you know, like a good story or a good character. Yeah. But to be honest, I don't think I've played. I don't think in general we've played enough games where that stuff is this year where that stuff is important. Like we've basically got that, maybe Doom, uh, maybe Day of the Tentacle Remastered. If you want to count <laughs> that, that. you can't yeah. count that. It didn't come out this year. And well, Quantum Break and maybe Titanfall, maybe. So Doom and Titanfall are big maybes on that. So you're basically left with yeah, Firewatch and Quantum Break as narrative focused games. I definitely want to play yeah, Firewatch again, I but I think no, Witness I mean, is the best game. The, bit, the Witness is the best game I've played. Best characters, clearly, you got like several of the people of Stardew Valley and <laughs> the Titan in Titanfall Two. BT. BT's pretty cool. It's way cooler than your character, anyway. <laughs> yes, your character is just generic. Generic Dan. Yeah. Jack Cooper. I think anyone like whose first name is Jack generally is like, oh, this is a generic dude name. Well, that tends to be all, always how it goes with the military game people. Like, generic game guy, soldier man. Mm. You know, I, I think that the, the narrative in, in uh, Owlboy is going to do some cool things. It has some pretty neat setup. It does make you... You relate to those characters very fast. Mm. Um uh, so I think that will go places. But, you know, if we were to, again, I need to play that whole game before I can really put it into a story and character category, really. Um, likewise, I think Uncharted probably would have had a good shout at some of that stuff as well. Best character? Chief Beef. <laughs> <laughs> chief Beef for president. <laughs> He's already the chief. It's convenient. <laughs> Now he can be the commander in beef. Yep, the commander in beef. <laughs> that should definitely be another sub brand of cheap beef. That'd be like the the like the high class chain. Steak, the steak restaurant. Yeah, commander in beef. Hail to the beef. <laughs> That's great. All right, I think I think we're decided. Yeah, I think so. Joint beefs well, of staff. I don't know <laughs> how far can he extend the chief thing. <laughs> Game of the Year 2016 from all of us at the Soundcast is The Witness. The Witness. You have witnessed this Game of the Year happen with your ears. You sure have. Yep, I think that was... Yeah, makes sense. Right on schedule. Right on schedule. (laughs) Yep. What, 5 past 11? Yep, exactly what I predicted. 10 or 11. (laughs) Turned out to be 11. Because of course it did. It's never the shorter option. No, Game of the Year is never shorter. Good discussions this year. Enjoyed it. Yes. Thank you for joining us on this Game of the Year thing. I'm You're just... not meant to be doing that. I know, but that's that's job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks, guys. Well, that's <laughs> well okay, then. <laughs> so you probably should do it. I think this year's over. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Dad's already checked out. <laughs> We've done it. <laughs> play The Witness. You should probably play it. It's pretty good. It's on Steam. Yeah. I think it might be on sale, so... Go Quite and possibly. Get, go and get it. Yeah, I don't know. For the next 
four or five days. I guess. Yeah. I think it's also on Xbone and PS4. So yep, sure yeah, sure it is. Available on all on platforms. Yeah, probably play that. It's pretty good. Whoop whoop. The end. Bye for now. <laughs>